What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a Bruh Did You Hear podcast. Hope everyone uh, had a wonderful Father's Day. Um, hope everyone enjoyed it however they uh, decided to enjoy it, you know. Maybe you barbecued it up, spent time with your family, or whatever it may be. But today's episode, um, it's an interesting one. We got a, we got a guest again. Uh, we got our, our friend Alan. And we talked about many things, but I think the main point that we hit home with is uh, where we come from. Uh, some of the handicaps that we, we dealt with along the way from where we are from. And what it was like going to high school. And we talk about things that are present in today and how we can do to not think about the big picture or the big problem, but start locally and try to figure out how to do those things rather than try to attack everything at once. So it's cool. We have fun. And, you know, we're on it for a little longer than usual, but it's all good. It was a good time just jumping from topic to topic. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this. This is uh, Brad Did You Hear, episode 12. Here we go. What's up, Joe? Yo, what up, Pat? How you doing? Chilling, bro. It's Saturday night. There you go. It's 6 o'clock. Yeah, it's not too bad. You know, it's it's a different day for us, but we've... Man, we recorded on practically almost every single day, I feel like. We, every, I mean, we've done, we done a Friday night. We've done a Saturday night before. And... We have done a Saturday night before? No, I'm saying, like, now we've done a Saturday oh, night now, yeah. First time. All right. Yeah. So what's up? Like, I mean, anything new with you? Barbershop? I mean, anything you want to talk uh, about? I've been getting gifts at the barbershop. Oh. You've been blessing me. Damn. <laughs> yeah, can, can you discuss what kind of gifts you've been getting? Or? All been alcohol-related. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, bro? My clients know me. Let's <laughs> know, man. Like, nah, I, got it, a, I got a four-pack of uh, High Noon. Oh, you know we've been all on the high noon lately. I'm drinking one right now, peach flavor. Oh, how's that? Because Izzy said it. He says really good, bro. This is really good. What did they say where they got that? Because I want to try to. I want to try one. Of those. Um, I believe Far Western Market, like that one in Orchid. Yeah, I believe they have all flavors. That's what I heard. Wait, but they're about to close that down though. But then you better hurry. Dang, that's that's the <laughs> that's the red one, right? That red that red looking marketplace. I thought so. I didn't know they were closing down, though. Are you spreading fake news, too? No, I'm not spreading fake news. I heard, like, a... Remember you were saying how that's the person that they want to put a dispensary there or some shit? And then, uh... No, that's not the same place. No? That's not another market? Oh, okay. You're thinking about... Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm talking about another... Not that place. Okay, okay. No, yeah. No. It was talking about the place where, like, um... Domino's Pizza is, kind of. The new Domino's right there. Okay. Where like Evergreen Barbershop, all that stuff. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's next to like a video <laughs> rental place, right? Yes, that okay. one. Okay. That one supposedly they have all flavors. Nice. I'm gonna check that yeah. out. And then today I got gifted by a good friend Ollie. Oh, <laughs> two, two large lizard mouths. Oh, wow. Like, he said, "I know you enjoy these because I guess he listens to the podcast." What's up, Ollie? Like he shot me, you know. To plow. That was my tip, bro. Can't ask for anything more. Damn, man. That's what's up. So, yeah, I'm getting blessed, man. That's good, man. What about you, bro? What's new with you? Um, I've ordered some stuff from the home gym. Like, everything's starting to come together, man. And, uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I could discuss about, uh, my experience at Western. <laughs> Last episode that we talked about, I was, uh, willing to, or I was, I was down to put my, uh, my, uh, what is it? My indefinite freeze on Western. Um, did you back out? No, no. Okay. So, oh. okay. So I got there. One of my coworkers goes there and then I rolled up. I, 
have all intentions. I got a fresh cut from Joel. I'm about hey. to go, about to go uh, freeze my account. Where's the guy was so high? He walked in. He's like, "Yeah, bro, I thought you were gonna fucking wait." I'm like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm freezing my account, bro." He's like, "Oh, come on, bro, why, why are you, ca- why are you uh, freezing your account?" So, bro, like, I just, I already ordered stuff for my house. Like, I already got my mind set on it, bro. He's like, "Oh man, I thought you were gonna go in there and like hit the, hit some weights with me, bro." I'm just like, "I was like, no." So I seen him. I walk up to the tent. They got, you know, they got a tent outside. People are checking mm-hmm. your temperature, shit. I walk up to the thing, and it's a guy that I've seen around town. That I've been talking about. Uh, I was seeing my, I was seeing my uh, freaking Orchard Burger, Albertsons, <laughs> everywhere. And then he, he even looked back, and he's like, he was, he was hyped. He's like, oh, what, dude? I thought you were gonna, uh, I thought you were gonna freeze your account. And he's like, I thought you were gonna wait. I was like, yeah, I'm actually, yeah, I'm freezing my account. And so he, he, uh, he scanned my thing, and then I was walking in already. The girl checked my, my little key thingy, the little key scan. And he's like, "Well, bro, if, if you're uh, if you think about canceling, like we're not charging anybody until August." And uh, he's always, "If you want to wait till then, then uh, you can do it." But then he's like, "If you if you if you want to freeze it, just call me and then I'll freeze it for you." I was like, "All right, cool." So I left. And then even I got people on Instagram messaging like, "Oh, bro, like are you really freezing your account?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, I got my shit. Like I'm like, I got my shit. Like uh, I'm intending to fucking freeze it." And then uh, I left. I left the Western parking lot as if. It felt like I was leaving a, a graduation, bro. Like a high school graduation. <laughs> like you know, you've been waiting for something. You've been waiting, like, oh shit, this is the, this is the day. And then like I did it, and like it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Okay, okay, I get you. Yeah, it was it was it was good, man. I haven't canceled yet, but like I said, I, I'm not. I don't plan on going. Um, yeah, I'll probably wait till August and just cancel it. But like I said, I don't intend on going. Dang. Yeah. Crazy. Like you're 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 committed, man. I mean, I. I had to put a wager on. I say you come back before, but you know, no one's gonna bet me that. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just gonna tell you, I spent so much money on the home gym. Like, I'm, I'm gonna make it worth it. So, I mean, I feel like I'm just gonna. How are you enjoying these home workouts so far? They're, they're different, man. Um, I like them though. I really like them. Uh, I was just thinking about it, like uh, when I was working out today. I remember growing up uh, doing like track, track meets. Uh, cross country and like football i remember i mean my mom could she she could only afford what she could get me as far as equipment and then mm-hmm. I, I looked at one of my boxes like oh damn those are my old like track shoes and like they're, they're not name brand they're not nike or reebok but bro i remember i got those shoes you know, I, I would see other people at the line when you're about to line up at the track meet and you look like oh he got nike he, he got nike i'm about to fucking dust this dude right now and i ended up fucking dusting i was like bro and i got that fire again bro where it doesn't matter what kind of equipment I got. I feel like I got that mindset up here already. Like, I'm going to bring that intensity no matter what. And I like it. It's cool. I, and I've talked to so many people on Instagram because they're in the same boat as me as far as asthma. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as far as, like, being at, at risk. And I understand where people are so worried about not being able to go to the gym because, I mean, shit, me too, as, as far as I put so much work in and now I'm like, I got that fear like, fuck, man, I'm about to lose everything that I worked for. And that's including everybody else, too. They're, they're like, so weird, like, oh, I'm going to gain weight. But my tip for everybody is, man, you got to keep that intensity that fucking got you to where you were, you know, regardless of the shit that you got, you know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, that, I, I understand where people are so scared because they can't go to the gym anymore. And, like, people place so much on the their, their identity. And one of my friends messaged me. He was like, he's always like, Patrick, I'm glad that you're realizing that you aren't what you do. Like, Ooh. you are not what, if you, like, Joel, if you're a barber, but that's not who you are. But I literally live the barber life. You don't understand, Pat. You can't put me in that category. Yeah. I keep saying that over No, no, I get it. I get it. It's because, it's because you're, you're, it's your livelihood. Your livelihood's based on it. 
it's it's my livelihood, my lifestyle. It's the, it's everything, bro. Yeah. I know. I know. In your situation, that that does does a uh, go, but in mine, not so much. Yeah. Well, I, think <laughs> I I've, I've, am barber life. <laughs> I bought. I brought that. Uh, that uh, I think I brought that conversation to you before too, as far as a. Uh, uh, placing all your marbles into one bag, almost. I feel like because uh, didn't I? Uh, when I tell you, like, oh, like Joe, like, what if something happens to your fucking hand and you aren't able to grip the clippers the same way? Like, uh, no. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not putting. That, it's one of those things. Like, I, I feel like everyone should. Uh, I hate when people say, "Oh, you should put everything in one basket and like just go with." I mean, get that too, but it's more. You should be able to like have many fucking hats that you can put on. Oh, you can be a fucking barber. You can be a fucking YouTube. Uh, YouTube uh, person. You can be fucking. Well, Okay, fine. My backup plan is to be a podcaster. We're really See? trying to get this off the ground before my hand gives. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I really need you to, like, share some stuff and, like, really get this out there. Because who knows, dude? My hand could go at any moment. And then what, bro? How am I going to make money? Pat's right. I'm freaking out now. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but, as, I mean, like, it's as far as, like, it, it's crazy how people place so much into something that they – and I get it. It's uh, something that you're passionate. You're – where you, you put everything in a basket and that you, that's that's they always take it as like that's my identity everyone thinks like patrick's the dude that works out and it's like no like i do other things too and it's that's what i'm excited i can't wait to like show people like what i'm about to like it's, it's it deals with working out but at the same time like it's it's cool man i'm excited to do it i don't even know what it is so i'm excited too <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like i said everyone who's who's like in that boat that's that's worried about the losing gains or like Dude, you just gotta keep that same intensity. That you got like that that come up, the come up where you're about to lose the weight, or that that come up where you're about to get big. You gotta keep that same fucking intensity. You'll you'll keep your gains. You'll you'll keep everything together. What, what's it's your um, what's your uh, your experience with Western Joel? I've always said it's the nicer gym, you know, and it is. I was I was still correct. It is nice. It's very nice. But uh, what's up with the weight, like? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. You know the the like the the cables. You know the you pull it out, whatever, put it whatever. At, at in shape, it only goes up to like ninety something, and most people aren't doing the whole rack. You know what I mean? At Western, I had it at ninety, and it's in the middle of the like in the middle, and I'm throwing it around like a rag doll, and I'm thinking. Man, people's egos must be like through the roof in this place. They think they're doing all this crazy weight, but realistically, it don't make sense because in shape, like I'm like doing like curls with like 25, 30s over here at Western. It's like 80s. I'm like, this, this not, it's not the same. This, this something's off. What's off, Pat? Are there something in kilos? What's in kilos? Wait, so like, um, are you talking about the, the white cable machine that's in the, yeah, the one right in front that of the way? That one's a little older. Um, I don't know what's up with the white. Yeah, I don't it know. Li- it got lighter over time, Pat. Is that what you're telling me? I don't know, man. I mean, it's good that you pointed out because I never noticed that. And so it's one of those things oh. where... Uh... Go to InShape and think that you're going to lift the same number <laughs> that you're lifting at Western. And I promise you, you are going to be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Get humbled real quick. Humbled real quick. Because literally, I'm talking... Uh, I got Angel to sign up. So he's oh, going nice. with me in the morning. Yeah, hell yeah. Mama mentality. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> We're meeting at like six in the morning, bro. It's, that's pretty good for us. We used to get there like at seven. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm talking to him like, bro, doesn't this feel like dumb light? He's like, yeah. He's like, I didn't make sense to me either. I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. It's not just me. Like, wh- what is it though? Pat? Help me out. Is one of them in kilos? Am I tripping? No, you're, you're not tripping. I think it's just more like a... 
It's one of those things where I think the weight says that, but I think it's as if you pull both of the cables together. Uh, that's what that weight feels. Oh, yeah. A lot of, no, I'm out. Because <laughs> on the lat pull downs, it was the same thing. Oh, really? Oh, see, I, I don't know then. I don't know. If you can explain that one, I'll buy it. But no. the other one, I'll buy it. The other one, I will buy it because it is set up for two things at once. Yeah. But the other one, I can't, I can't, I can't explain, yeah. bro. Because even the lap pull down, I, in shape, I remember specifically like 70, 80, I'd be able to pull down and it would be like, I would be, you know, get 10, 12 reps, it would be tough. Dude, I was, I was pulling down like 120, like it was nothing. I was like, nah, dog, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, in shape has the, the nicer little setup. It, it's newer for sure. Well, yeah, it's updated, yeah. but it is smaller and stuff. Yeah. I mean, so what do you, like, what's your overall, like, impression of the gym? Because, I mean. I like it, bro. I ain't going nowhere. I signed up for for 15 months, so I'm not going oh, nowhere. Oh, damn. Yeah. Lump sum. Pow. I'm sticking around, I guess. There you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I like it, bro. Um, there's a lot of people there. Like, a lot of people that you, uh, wait, when you go? Is that what you're saying? Uh, there's just a lot of people there. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, just like, because it is, I'm used to In Shape, which is a smaller gym. So, like, an empty gym that In Shape is like, there's like 10 people there, 15 people there. An empty gym at Western, there's still like 50 people there. <laughs> but it's empty because it's so big, you know? Yeah. That's why I was so, kind of shocked when the guy was telling me, like, he's like, oh, like, were, were you plan on ha- not having any uh, capacity issues? When he told me, I was they're like, what? so big. They're so spaced out. I mean, there's so much with the ab room, the hit room, the cardio room, the fucking. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there. Yeah. I like it, though. That's cool. Lie. The weights are janky. For sure, weights. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, wait, wait, what about I'm the, okay, the dumbbells cool. aren't janky, bro. The dumbbells are pretty nice. Dumbbells are nice. The bench presses are weird, I feel. Why are they red? It's just a little weird. <laughs> I'm just playing. Maybe they want to just, no. like, be different from fucking in-ship. In-ship's, like, yeah. like gray. Uh, <clears throat> the black. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I got a really bad joke. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. No, oh. Um, yeah. The, uh, I don't know. It, it's cool, though. I'm, I'm glad I switched. There you go, man. That's cool. I mean, uh, was there anything that you experienced over there? Uh, uh It's a little... Oh. Okay. Okay. I was doing, I was doing my bike, you know. I can't really run. I got a bad knee. Can't be on the treadmill. You know what I mean? So I use my cardio is usually the, the, the stationary bike. Um, I want to say there was a married couple in front of me, right? I'm in the back row. And there's a married couple in front of me. Um, my headphones died, which is like literally one of my pet, one of my biggest pet peeves at the gym is when my headphones died. Cause now this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I ha- I don't know how to turn my ears off. I don't know if you've perfected the talent, Pat, but I literally don't know how to turn my ears off. <laughs> if they're right in front of me, I have no choice but to listen for 30 minutes. I'm riding my bike. I can't go nowhere. It's called a stationary bike, you know? Yeah. So I'm, like, listening, and, like, this guy's, like, spewing out these numbers, like, crazy numbers, like, and, like, these stats, like, you know, we're in the ghetto right now, right? That's what he was saying. You know, we're in the ghetto. Anything past uh, Betteravia, you are in the ghetto. This is uh, a danger zone for COVID. We are in the danger zone. And I'm like, damn. I always thought it was ghetto past the mall. Oh, I w- <laughs> what? That's yeah, weird. So, so, but this is what I'm thinking because they're from Orchid, right? But I'm just, they're, they're reading off these, like the, the demographic that like Mexicans get it more and the minorities get it more. And, and this is where my, my, more minorities are and we're in the danger zone. I'm just like, damn, according to the news that you're watching, bro, like, 
you're being taught to be scared of us more. That's crazy. And it's like, I didn't even get angry with them because by the way he was talking, <laughs> he was zero threat. One, it was zero threat. And two, it was like, it wasn't malicious. He was genuinely like fearful. But to me, it's sad that those are the numbers and stats that are being thrown out there. And that's those are the opinions that are being formed through that information. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, can, can I ask uh, what the... I mean, what, Come on, Caucasia. They're from Caucasia. Okay, okay, cool. Okay. I, I don't mean, know if you've ever. I don't know if you ever discovered the land of Caucasia. <laughs> or kid or what? I guess. Or kid or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Is any, well, apparently, it's anything past Bedaria. That's insane to me because for me, I feel like it's anything past uh, the mall, like you said. Anything north of the town, I feel like. But it's like it's north that way, like you know what I mean. Like there's a certain any whatever. It doesn't matter. Point is. I was just listening and I'm just like, dang, like, this is just one random couple I happen to hear. They're, they're here, like, it was weird to hear that side because I don't talk to many people who feel that way, you know? So to hear to hear them genuinely talk like back and forth, I I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> it didn't give me a negative in, like intake on, on Western, but I'm like, damn, I didn't hear that shit at In Shape. <laughs> Bro, I'm, dude, what the, f- I didn't. Anyways. Yeah, but you know, like, like I said, don't almost don't even blame them because that's all they're hearing on the fucking news, and it's like, but like those that, those numbers are skewed on the news on the news too. Like I don't, I don't like none of this shit. No, I, I feel it. It's just the uh, I don't know. I thought that was weird that he said Bedaravia. I'm like, bro, that's no, so close. Anything past Bedaravia, you are in the ghetto. And I was just like, God. so you're saying targets in the ghetto, bro? Because that's past Bedaravia. Oh, <laughs> he said everything past Bedaravia in the ghetto. He's oh, like, duh, yeah. don't you? He was like saying it like it was such obvious facts too, and I was just like, "What? I've been living here all my life. I had no idea." <laughs> uh, older gentleman or uh, in our crowd or our age? If I had to guess the age, it had to be late forties, early fifties. I had to guess around there. Okay. Damn. Yeah, but that was, you know, um, I ex- the only ex- only I won't call it racism. I experienced that. Um, in shape was wasn't really racism. It was just one older white guy who would always wear this make make America great hat again. And then when he <laughs> went time out, that, that's not that racist because I understand there's just people who support him, right? Yeah. But then on the days he wasn't wearing that hat, he would wear his ice hat, which is like you know. And I'm just like, fucking, that's pretty one one sided there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I know what side you stand on. You don't really like this Mexicans. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Wait, but he's in, in shape in Santa Maria. Like, that's like the most. But you, you, he's wearing the ice hat though. Like he's wearing. If he's not wearing the Make America Gray hat, he's wearing the ice hat. And I used to always think like, damn, this doesn't offend nobody. I mean, to me, it's a little offensive. I'm not gonna say nothing. Like, it's not enough. It's not enough for me to complain. I'm just yeah. like, all right. Uh, I just know where you stand. I'm glad I know where you stand. I'm not going to fucking try to have a polite conversation with you, bro. Like, you know, maybe I'm a jerk. I should, I, maybe I should try to have a polite conversation with him to try to show him that we're not scary people. No, you know? have you ever like had that, uh, I guess it was a perception of someone. Oh man, this guy's like totally like a dickhead or like, Oh, I want I don't want to like, uh, approach him like, or because he wears a certain thing, like, or like, you know, I'm not going to fucking, uh, try to befriend him, I guess. Yeah. I'm like, have you ever done it to where, like, you know, I want to seek him. I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? I would hear stuff about people, and I'm like, if I ever come across a person, I want to experience, an, experience that person for myself rather than trying to believe anyone else's, uh, everyone else's opinions about that person. 
Which is probably a smarter move because everyone's opinion is based on their perception and what happened with their situations. So, yeah, that, that's probably a smarter move. You're right. It's hard, though. You know, you hear all this negative shit and then you see them and then, like, they make one wrong move. You're like, oh, they were fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember... Okay, so... No names here, but I remember I was at work today and I was talking about like, you know, there's other gyms in San Maria. It's not only just the commercial gyms, but I was like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this, there's this gym that's open around here, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, which one are you talking about? Oh, it's uh, this one. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, but I heard the guy's a douche. I'm like, and I think of the person that I, I've, I've had a couple of uh, interactions. interactions with him. I was like, man, the guy wasn't a douche to me, I felt like. So it's weird, like, how another person think that that, that person's a douche, but like, to me, I didn't have those interactions with them. I mean, Pat, you know me. You've known me since kindergarten, right? There's people I'm sure that are out there that'd be like, "Yeah, that the owner of Skittles has barbershop. He an asshole." Hey, bro, <laughs> you know me, bro. I'm not an asshole. But yeah. like I said, it's based on everyone's own experiences or what they've heard, or you know, not everyone likes everyone, bro. It's just facts. It is what it is. I mean, just... it is what it is, bro. That's what I'm saying. You can't really be too worried. And so, like, yeah. You guys said he's a douche. We could be put that in the air, but it's like you you had your own experiences, so it didn't skew you. But imagine if you didn't. Now automatically you think he's a douche. True. You like, know exactly. That's, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, you know? And that, that what if you're the douche. And, and this guy <laughs> this guy just gave you back your same fucking energy, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> like, what if he's just like thinking he's a douche because he lifts more than him or like he Bro, because okay. he owns a gym or he has all this cool stuff, and then you're gonna call him a douche because he has all that shit, and you're right. just jealous as fuck. Right. So, I, okay. So I know we have a guest coming on, and my boy, our boy. Um, and I, we were supposed to say this, but I, I feel like this is a good timing to say about the whole my whole experience at homeowners. Okay. Um, as you know, I I was interested in buying a truck. I've been doing research for a minute, and we called the day before to make an appointment at 6 30 which they close at 7 which i understand is always tough to be that last appointment i know i hate making those last appointments too but that was the appointment we agreed on i rushed out of work at six o'clock got there at 6 30 because i had to eat real quick i was starving um got there on time the guy we made an appointment with wasn't there so right off the back i'm like whoa that's whack and then the guy who helped me real quick did not seem like he wanted to help me and it was making me a little irritated because I was already a little irritated because I've already talked to you about how I feel about punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that we called and made an appointment, someone scheduled the appointment, and when we showed up, homie's not even there. It's like, damn, bro. But, uh, yeah, so that happens. And then I'm talking to him, this, this new guy, and he's not really helping much. And then he's like, well, we can't really keep the incentives. that Because basically everything you have to order right now. Nothing's available because everything's factories were shut down due to the COVID stuff. So everything you'd have to order. The guy told me if you ordered it, but we can't, we basically can't promise you the price because incentives could change. And I'm just like, well, so I'm going to agree on some, on ordering something that I'm not even sure what it's going to cost. Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. And he's like, I know, but that's just how I'm like, well, you guys should like, I'm like looking at them like, I know. When someone walks into my barbershop, they're only about to, I mean, I'm not only, but they're handing me $30 and I treat them like, like really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to go like drop a lot of money on a vehicle and I feel like I'm being treated like shit. And I'm not saying it's because of how I look, 
but that's how it feels sometimes. And like, it's like an insecurity that goes in my head. It's like, is it because I was wearing like bright red Jordans and I'm, I have tattoos and I don't look like I can afford the truck, but I wouldn't be here if I could. And I promise. <laughs> so you felt like you got racially profiled? A little, because I just didn't feel like they were treating me very well. I felt like maybe if I looked differently, maybe they would treat me better. But maybe again, that's just in my head. Maybe that's just in my head, you know? Can I ask in uh, the color of this dude's skin or like? Again, in the city of Caucasia. I don't know where that place is. I mean, it's North of Bedaravia. I don't know, bro. But yeah, and I, you know, it, it's it's irritating because I want a vehicle from them because I want a Chevy. But it's like I don't think I want to deal with y'all no more. I'm gonna go give my. I'm literally. I'll literally drive an extra thirty minutes to go give my money somewhere else to deal with it. Damn. Because I don't. I don't like. I don't like being treated like shit. Because I don't. I don't treat people like shit. People come into my business, I don't treat them like shit. Like, I understand that's how, that's not how business is, is done. Like, I don't know. Anyways, mm. that was my experience on that. No, I mean, like, fuck, man. So you can say that that's, like, your recent, um, your recent, I guess, is that something with racism that you feel like? Or you feel like? I don't know. I don't know. But it, that's how it felt. Like, to me, when I, when I sat back and I thought about it, I'm like, dude, like, as a car salesman, isn't what you want someone who coming really literally knowing what they want, ready to order it, but you're making it more difficult to order it. And I was more pissed because I was just there a week prior and they told me that the incentives, as long as you signed right now, here and now you made the incentives would be for, for when they truck came in, I was like, cool. And then I go back a week later with an appointment when the guy doesn't even show up for the appointment. And then you tell me that the information I was given is wrong. And like, I can't even really dispute it because the guy is not there for the appointment. And I'm just like, I, and then just like I said, the whole way they were talking to me and treating me, I just didn't like, maybe I'm being petty, bro. Maybe I'm being like Jordan. And I took it, I took it personally, you know, <laughs> but that's how I took it. And honestly, it was crazy. Cause I was trying to decide between that and a Toyota Tundra. Almost out of spite, bro. Almost out of spite. I almost want to go buy a Tundra. Just to be like, fuck you guys, dude. <laughs> but, you know, I sat back. I thought about it. I still want to shit. I'm just, That's I'm insane, man. So what, did, did you think that if you would have got the person that you had uh, lined up an appointment with, do you feel like you would have got different? Um, Maybe. Different service? Maybe. I would assume so because the person who, who we made the appointment with helps a lot of my wife's family and has helped some of my family. I would assume so. I'm not going to stay guaranteed because I don't know how the experience would have went for sure. But literally, bro, all I wanted to do was sit down, handpick every single feature I wanted on my truck and sign the papers. Like I was, I'm, I'm, I've already picked what I want. I already know what, I'm, what I want. I already know how much it's going to cost, like all this shit. And like, they made it seem like I'm making it very difficult for their job. And I'm like, well, it, I understand we're in a difficult time. This Corona shit is nuts. But it's not my fault, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault you guys only have two trucks in stock. They said they normally have 40 trucks in stock. They have two. And everywhere in California is the same shit. Joe, you got to tell the listeners, okay, like, what, what the estimated date was for you to, when you ordered your truck. When, when it was I ordered car. it, it would have been two months. So August? Which made, yeah. Which made me hesitate in the beginning. But then I thought about it and I was like, dude, what's another two months? And then one of the incentives they were giving at, at least right now is 
uh, when, from when the time you get the vehicle is three months with no payment. So in my head, I'm like, cool, I have an extra five months with no payment and I'm going to get a, tr- a brand new truck. Dope. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to get a Tundra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that kind of sucks that that uh, ruined your... Uh... And it, it, bro, it deflated me. It deflated me, bro. It literally affected me all day. I mean, the rest of the night yesterday because I thought I was going to sign papers for my new truck. Like, all day at work, that was what was motivating me. Like, fuck yeah, like, 6.30, bro. 6 I'm going to pick up my truck. I'm going to get this. I'm already thinking about, like, when I have kids, I'm going to have the safety features. Like, da 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 And I'm just like, aw. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't get my truck to show. Fuck y'all. All right? I'm going to fucking San Luis, bitch. That's, oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Can, wait, can, can I tell you, like, I guess my, like, experience of, like, racism, right? Yeah. It's kind of, I, I think it's I don't know up. if it was racism. I'm not going to say it was, but it, it, I didn't, I just did not like the way I was treated. We can period. say that it was racially, you were racially profiled for sure, I feel like, or the way you looked. I should have worn a suit. I should have worn my wedding suit. <laughs> I should have worn my wedding suit and my Gucci glasses and just, like, not said much and just whispered in Vanessa's ear every, like, couple minutes. <laughs> You know, he, he wants this number, right? I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's not good enough. We're leaving. That's not good. It is not acceptable. <laughs> Mr. Noriega does not believe that it's acceptable. <laughs> All right, so this is pretty recent. What I experienced. Uh, so when I bought my gun back in April, you know, I go through the process buying my gun. Cool, and there's a guy's like, yeah, here's the gun. Cool. There's two two employees at the time that's working there, and uh, yeah, I'm about to leave with my gun. And then he, I already had mentioned, like, before, I think the, the previous was I have a brother and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing my mask. And then, like, the other, as soon as I'm about to leave, the other coworker goes, so, dude, so be honest, it, was it you and your brother that brought the Wuhan fever over here? Ooh. And for me, like, I feel like whenever something's uncomfortable for me or, like, whenever I, I, I just tend to laugh it off. But then, like the sound, was, I was like trying to bite. I just bit my tongue. I was like, "Dude, you know what? I'm in a gun store right now," <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it would not be the best time to like try to confront some dude about fucking being that. I have, I have a question. What's does up? that guy look like he's ever been punched in the face? Does he have that look, or does he look like he's never been punched in the face? Like, what? What? Help me out. Give me a visual. Uh, it looks like he's never been punched in the face, I feel like. Okay, because that makes sense. Someone who's never been punched in the face will say some dumb shit like that. Like, honestly, someone who's been punched in the face realizes there's a line. And if you drop that line, bro, there's a chance you might get cracked right in the fucking like, nose, bro. Like, dude, that's that's so disrespectful to say. You should have, you know what you should have said? Yeah. You pussy. <laughs> now you gotta wear a mask, you little bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, and it sucks, too, because, like, I mean, I'm wearing a mask. I'm Filipino. I mean, and if you don't know the difference between the, the races, I mean, you could easily think I'm fucking Chinese or I'm Korean or fucking, you know? So it, it didn't help. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna bite my tongue. I got my brand new gun. I'm gonna fucking walk out of here. And I, I just, I was talking with Izzy when we got off the fucking pod, but uh, we, we, uh, came to the conclusion, like, dude, like, sometimes it doesn't really hit you until, like, you walk. It's, like, 10, 15 minutes, and you're like, Dude, I just fucking, I just, like, received some fucking racism on my end. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, uh, I felt, okay, I, I felt the same way at homeowners, because when I actually left homeowners, I was just upset that the homie wasn't there for the appointment. I was upset that I didn't, I didn't get the truck. Those are my initial, initial reactions. But then when I literally, like, I, 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 I got, I took a shower, and I was chilling, and I was thinking, and I was like, wait, what the fuck was that? Like, why, why do I feel like I got treated like shit? 
And I thought back and I was like, was it the way I was dressed? Was it the fucking because when I went there on Sunday, I was I had just got out of uh, lunch with my with my wife and my with my parents. I was just, you know, I went to lunch. I was just nice. I got treated better. <laughs> and I was just similar. I was just similar, but I wasn't just like nice. And I was just like, was that the difference? Like, I don't know. It kind of fucked with my head a little bit, bro. I didn't like it. And no, then, for it, sure. Because then you, you kind of like, uh, I want to say overthink shit, but you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, you process it. It takes you a while to process. I don't process stuff immediately, especially me. I know that it takes me a minute to really process stuff, especially emotionally. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't like. Uh, it won't hit me or like until I realize what exactly happened. To like until I get home. Sometimes I'm like, damn, that was fucking. That fucker really said, did me and my brother bring the Wuhan fever? I'm like, this motherfucker, man. But at the same time, I knew I was, I was like, dude, I'm gonna gunshot. Like this is the wrong place. There's fucking knives everywhere and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad move. Yeah, but I mean, I mean. We talked about racism, and then you know we we got a guest. We're about to bring him on, so I want to. Yeah. We, we'll see. We'll see if he has anything that he's gonna fucking. Uh, I'm sure. Fucking chime in on. I think it's gonna be real interesting. <laughs> All right, so this is our guest for now. His uh, one of our uh, childhood friends that we grew up with. Uh, dude's you can say he's controversial. You can say, but he's <laughs> he's low. He's like, dude. He's he just speaks off the top of his head. He's I have to give him. He does his research. Whatever he says, you know, he does his research. Exactly, and he's gonna give it like one hundred. Like whatever's on his mind, he's gonna fucking tell you. Hell and yeah! Right now, give your spot on the bus. Right now, here we go. There's Alan Diaz, baby. Oh, what up? Nice. Yeah, it was good. Me, you bastard. My bad. <laughs> Literally Dude, my... in the pre-meeting, we said no full names, and you fucking... Oh, my God. My bad, Alan. How you doing, all, dude? All you need is my address now, so... <laughs> <laughs> you good, man? Hey, shit. Oh, oh my God, Alan. You don't even understand. He was calling you controversial before this, and then gave out your full name. Oh, Jeez. wow, man. No, no. I'm saying controversial because, like, this, Alan speaks it the way he is. I mean, like, whatever's on the top of his head, he'll fucking say what it is. I agree, but well, now, now they have this cheers. cheers. Alan's got a shot in his hand. Look at him. Hell yeah. Woo! Damn. So, Alan, what we were talking about before we brought you on was our experiences of like kind of racism or like pro, uh, racial profiling. Is there something in your life where you feel like you got that? Just the, oh, Alan just, I, he just he just rolled his eyes and looked back, man. Do I have a story, man? It happened right here in, in uh, Santa Maria, too. Um, I was actually accused of robbing a bank. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. At the that chase on Betteravia and uh Broadway, I think, right? Okay. okay. That corner one. So I was like 18, 19 at the time. And so I'm gonna go see my girl. We're gonna go to the driving and shit. So I go up to the, you know, chase to go pull out some money. And so I'm going, I, I go pull out the money, but I get back to my car and I realize, oh shit, I like my keys in my car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like my keys in my car. I like my ID in my car. Yeah, I had my debit card and cash on me. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go look for, I'm going to go into the bank and ask if I could use their phone, you know, call my sister up, bring the spare key. So as I'm walking up to the, to the, to the bank, I see, I see somebody go up to the doors, grab both of them, shut them, lock them. And then she's, and then I was just like, the fuck? And then I was just like, hey, um, excuse me, can I use your phone? And she's just like, no, we're closed. And I look at my watch and it's like 5.30. And most bank, that bank doesn't close till six. And then I also look inside and I see customers still in there. <laughs> so I'm like, 
there's still customers in there. What do you mean you're still, you're closed? And it's like, we're closed, go away. And I didn't really think much of it because I was just like, all right, well, I'm just trying to get this spare key going so I can go back, so I can go on and, and get on with my day. So I go back and I was like, well, shit, if they're not going to let me use the phone, then I'm going to have to ask randos. So, you know, people go up to the ATM all the time. So I was just asking people. A lot of people told me no, um, surprisingly enough. And then finally some guy, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, that happens to me all the time. Here you go. So I, I call my sister and I'm like, hey, you know. And it's funny because the day before I did the same shit at my friend's house. So it was like, it was embarrassing to making that second call. Like, Hey, like it happened again. Like <laughs> I'm at the bank. I need you to come, you know, bring me that key. And my sister was like, all right, cool. I'll go over it right now. Like, all right. So then I go back to my car and I kind of post up, you know, buy it, sit on it. And then I'm looking around and then I'm just like, why did they tell me that they were closed? What the fuck? And I go look at the the bank, and like if you that Chase Bank has a lot of windows on the side, and they have like a second story. So I was like, I see a lady peeking through curtains, looking at me, and then I see other people like kind of looking through the window, trying to peek at me, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, oh, oh shit! Like, I think I know what's happening. Like, did they call the cops on me? Oh, and I was like, fuck. So then. I was like, oh, man, I think they called the cops. And then a few minutes later, you know, there's a little back alley right there um, mm -hmm. behind those businesses. And so I was kind of facing that way. So there was cops right there. There was a cop right there kind of just sneaking. You know how they how they, they try to be sneaky with, like, the lights off. You know, this is like, bro, I can see you. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Once we make eye contact, like, he just turns on his lights and, and then, like, three or, three or four of the cop cars come in from the other, other entrances. Woo! And then I'm just like, oh, shit. And then I just kind of like, like, all right, what, what the fuck's going on? And then um, the cop comes out of his car, and he's just like, you know, it wasn't at gunpoint or nothing, but they were just, you know, they all came out and just like, what are you doing out here? And I was just like, oh, I like my keys in my car. And they were just like, where's your ID? And I was like, that shit's in my car too. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, what's your name? So I give them my name. And then they're just like asking me a bunch of questions. And I was just like, all right, well, my brother's a cop. So I'm, I'm going to mention this like just casually. You know, so I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, my brother's an officer, you know. Um, I know you get called out to a lot of these types of things too. And he's like, Oh, who's your brother? And then I was just like, Oh, um, Officer Diaz. And then he's just like, Oh, okay. He's just like, And then he looks at me seriously and he goes, I fucking hate that guy. Oh, oh damn. I was like, Oh, I should not have said that. And then he lets me trip out for like 10 seconds and he's just like, Oh, I'm just kidding, man. And I was like, Oh, shit. You know, he wasn't though. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, the mood completely changed, completely changed. And he's just like, oh, so um, you got your keys in your car? And I'm like, yeah, they're right here. You want to look at them? And then he's just like, oh, so someone coming to get you keys? And I'm just like, yeah. And then he's like, all right, well, um, they thought you were trying to roll a bank. And then he laughs, huh? And then I'll just like, what? what the fuck and then like he just like signals everybody like oh uh, like come out and all you see all these you know all these people and their customers clutching their purchase purses running to their cars the fuck? and then i'm just like what though yeah and i'm just like 
Is it basically just off of that one lady? Basically, the thing that you were gonna ru- like, she kind of racially profiled you then, huh? And then she yeah. was like, "Oh fuck, this guy's gonna—he looks suspicious just because of the way yeah. he looks." Yeah, that—that's what it was, really. Uh, this racial profiling because I—I I wasn't doing shit. Like I said, I was going in there to ask for the phone. Like I was <laughs> literally so asking. I was literally asking for help, and they called the cops on me. That's nuts, bro. Because that—that. I mean, because of everything going on, that that situation could have easily escalated to something crazy, bro. Easy. And so now when I hear these stories about, like, how people get killed, you know, how folks get harassed or or beaten down in these situations, I could totally see it. Because if I wouldn't have said my brother's a cop, if my brother wasn't a cop, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But, like, damn, based off of what? You have your, what did you say? You had your phone? You didn't have your phone with you. You had, what, your debit card? Mm-hmm. I had my debit card and my cash. And the, like, if you what, look at what did you see? Did you, oh fuck, that's fucked up, bro. I can't mm-hmm. even can't even argue it. Wait, I don't even know. Were you at gunpoint? Did they have you at gunpoint or no? No, they didn't have me at gunpoint. Um, you know, they always have their hands on their gun, but they didn't actually. It's already out. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure you part did any point at that time. Did you like fear for your life or like fuck? I don't know what the fuck's oh, gonna happen. Oh hell yeah! When all the cops like when I saw those cop cars roll up, I was like, oh shit, like. I kind of like showed my hands, like yeah, oh, like I'm not citizen, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. Everybody, like, yo. And then the worst part of, well, not the worst part, but the the funny part is, I get a call thirty minutes later from my brother, and he's over here clowning me. Hey, I heard you try to rob a bank. <laughs> 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 Oh my god! And that shit was funny, but I was just like, "Fuck you, dog!" Like, man, like that's you could have killed my ass that day, man. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah, so that was one of the first times where I've been, you know, um, profiled like that, and, and kind of the police is kind of weaponized against me, you know. Um, so, and I've had other experiences after that, um, but none as bad as that. Oh, Definitely so you're saying not. that that's by far the worst one you've you've experienced? Probably. I mean, I've also been yanked out the car and like I've done had that. my shit searched, you know, and like questioned and a bunch of other shit. Uh, I was accused of robbing packages on the middle of the night of a Sunday. That was another story. <laughs> what? The yeah. Fuck? My God. Yeah, it was the middle of the night on the Sunday, and they're like, "Oh, there's been packages stolen out, out here in the Pomo," and I'm just like, "Okay, like <laughs> it's Sunday night. Like, what do you think I'm?" Uh, what packages were even delivered today? It's midnight anyways. Like they probably picked them up by now anyways, even if they did have shit shipped. So that was kind of one of the worst experiences. Um, but I've also been tear gassed, chased by, by a cop with the baton. So, I mean, I guess, you know, those are. What, those what are the tear gas feel like? Oh man, the tear gas is probably the worst feeling, and that was my first protest actually. Um, what was this? Protest? And this was in Oakland when I first moved out to the Bay Area. I transferred to San Francisco State um, around 2011, and I moved to Oakland with my brother who's living out there. And so this movement called the Occupy Movement—I don't know if you all remember that—happened um, back then. And so I kind of—I t- I took to it because they were, they were protesting economic inequality, and so I, I went over there. Just because, you know, about the Bay Area, they have a very, like, tradition of, like, protesting, revolutionary. You know, the Black Panthers came from Oakland mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So I went to my first protest um, with two friends. 
And it was a peaceful protest, you know, just like most are peaceful protests. That's the thing that they don't tell you. And honestly, the that day, the police started um, with the shooting of the rubber bullets and the tear gas. Um, we were, they were just holding down. We were, we took over kind of downtown. We were protesting in the streets and then they came in and in full riot gear, made a line and a bunch of cops. And then all of a sudden, you know, like they're not letting us through and we're just kind of marching and then we're just kind of chanting there. And then all of a sudden they, they start shooting tear gas and rubber bullets, boom, boom. And that's when everyone just books it, just scrambles. And so everyone's running down, I'm running down the street, down that block, down those blocks. And it's just like, I'm like two or three blocks down. And the crazy part is like, I still remember them. They were aiming their shit down three, four blocks, just down, boom, just to keep hitting us, wow. even as we were running. And so, you know, tear gas was still hitting even all the way when we were running. And so I was just like, well, I need to get out of this same block. I need to turn because the air is all coming this way. So I turn and I go to the intersection. But as soon as I turn, the a tear gas canister kind of falls boom, boom, right in my face and boom. But I took a full breath of it and my lungs, my every sinuses just locked and just I started choking. Oh, shit. I started choking. I fell on my knees. And it's like I'm like water's coming out uh, of my eyes, you know. I'm tear, it's tear gas, so yeah. you know I'm crying and just like it's like oh shit, like I can't breathe. The deeper you breathe, the more it goes in. And so what's cool, and this is how I learned to be more organized at a protest, is like they had they were so ready. They had medics, like people were actually they have like they're they have like little armbands mm -hmm. with like a with like a cross on it. And so two people actually picked me up and, you know, like kind of carried me over onto the next block away from the tear gas. And then they're the ones that gave me that solution of uh, Tums and water poured into my eyes and it felt better. And then um, that's when they were telling me, you know, like if you ever, you know, come out here, you know, you should, it's just Tums and water, just, you know, just carry it. I was like, all right, cool. But I was like, and it's crazy. I had so much adrenaline, though. I was so mad that, like, I went back for round two, round three. <laughs> round four, I was just like, well, let's get it. Like, you already cheer gas me once. Like, how bad can you get? Um, but, you know, and, I, and that's when I was just, like, young and reckless. You know, I wish I would have had someone older to be like, hey, like, there's no point to going back again and getting gas. <laughs> you proved your point, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so <laughs> but you know i was like 21 at that yeah. time so i was just like, ah fuck that like when yeah. alan alan when, when you were protesting at the time were you going solo to those things or like you knew people that you were going to go with to those things? yeah I, I, I had two friends that i went with um uh, especially one uh, brenda and then marco so it was pretty cool um because they were you know you need a friend there with you shit uh, because that shit can get crazy as i found out why why were they shooting tear gas? What was their reasoning? I mean, if you guys were, you said it was a peaceful protest. Well, what turned the, the, the tide? Their reasoning was that we were um, occupying the street. And so technically that's illegal, right? And we didn't, you know, we don't get no permits. That's another thing about protests. We get a permit. We're wasting the time. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Why is that? Well, for me, it's like, 
a, pro, a protest is to disrupt and cause disruption. Okay. You know, inconvenience everybody because we want to make our point made. Okay. So by you asking for permission from a cop who's your nine out of ten times protesting against anyways, it kind of defeats the purpose, right? Like to be escorted and to be protected by them is kind of like are are there protests who are who are like approved? Like I like oh yeah. Where are those yeah. at? Where where like uh, around here, a lot of them. Like the one me and Patrick went to, they had talked to the police beforehand. Um, okay. And they, they had agreed they told them their plans of where they were gonna walk. And the cops kind of catered to that, um, okay. and slow as well. And all the women's marches you might hear about; those are usually um, they usually co- uh, cooperate with police. Permitted, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Alan, can, can you tell that uh, when we, we went to that, that rally or protest we were talking about, there was a pre- the president of Hancock. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what? what a clown! Go go ahead and tell what? it, Alan. Tell, tell it, tell it, Alan. <laughs> Yeah, so, all right, well, background, like, I know the president of Hancock because, like, I worked at Hancock for two years, and, like, yeah, he's whatever. You know, he, he, he talks a good game, but, you know, he's not really about it. So when I saw him there, I was like, <laughs> what's this guy doing here? I know he's not about it, but I saw him taking pictures, uh... shooting videos, but never once did he mutter the words Black Lives Matter. Never once did he say the word George Floyd when we were chanting. And that told me all I needed to know. He's there to perform. You know, he's there to kind of just be like, hey, look, everybody, I'm here. Black Lives Matter. But it's like, bro, you never even said those words. How many companies and stuff are taking advantage of that right now? It's kind of sad when you you look at it that way in that negative, not not saying a, a pessimistic aspect, but more of a realistic, like, they're just taking advantage of the situation. Mm hmm. Yeah. They they co-opt it. They they use it for their profit. They make shirts, right? It becomes profitable. You do it anywhere. Netflix, uh, my Xfinity. Mm-hmm. When I open it up, you're talking about like everything. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere right now. Amazon. It's all over Amazon. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so, um, yeah, man, it was just I had to call him out when when we finally <laughs> when we finally stopped. I see him taking video, and that's another thing about a protest. Like you don't want to take video because the way the Occupy movement went down is like they destroyed it from the inside out. Like they got the protesters, they arrested them, they filed charges, you know, they, they doxed them through videos. They saw who was the leaders oh. or who who was there. And so he was taking videos and sometimes that's a little reckless when you do that because you can get people in trouble. You know, police will investigate. They'll look through those videos mm-hmm. that people post. They're on social media. So People, so he was taking video and I was just like, this, this guy, you know, like, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, I was just like, and I was just like, what I, I forgot what I, what I said initially, but I was just like, I see you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. You gonna call my first name? <laughs> bro. Oh, and- I had to call him. I had to do it for the first name. Ellen, and then the look where he looked back, he looked so <laughs> fucking terrified. He was like, who did that? What? Dude, no. hold on. That look was the same look that they that people would have when Alan would say, "No, you can't sit by me on the bus." <laughs> that same look, bro. That I'm telling you, dog. <laughs> really? Yeah, like really? Did you just tell me no? Right. <laughs> that same energy. That same energy. It seriously bro. was, bro. 
the same energy he was he was tripping when i when i said all right i see you kevin and i put my uh, you know and he was just like like oh, and you said that he can't you know? he can't figure out who it is because everyone's mm. fucking wearing masks bro so it's so funny at yeah. the time. <laughs> tripping and then one minute later you see him you know talk to the guys he was with a whisper and then like you see him leave he books it, bro. He books it. I'm so glad. He got scared, bro. And I was just like, all right. Oh, well, Dude, I, guess. Just... I, I didn't mean to scare you, bro. But like, that really shows what you're about if you got scared by getting right, called out. Someone said your first name. Relax, bro. <laughs> I just mean someone recognized you, dog. Chill, bro. <laughs> that shit was so kind that happened, man. Yeah, that shit was funny. He thought they were planning an assassination on the president of the hip <laughs> I don't feel secure here. Uh, get me out of here. Bring, bring him around the bus. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole the whole rally. I remember. I remember. I took a picture for myself, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I wanted to post it just because, like, when I had that conversation with Alan, I was like, I wanted to take a picture for myself because this was the first rally and protest that I was fucking uh, attending, mm-hmm. and I wanted to remember that that, that point in time. I have a question. What would, what's the difference between a rally or protest, or is it the same thing? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing, I would say. Um, a rally just kind of like in one set spot. So okay. You know, a rally can just be like, oh, we're gonna meet at city hall and we're gonna talk about this, you know, cheer whatever. But a protest, I would say, I guess, is like taking over a street or like marching, actual marching and stuff. Okay. Like it signs. Got you. Um, so, Got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alan uh, Joel Joel asked me like I think a couple episodes but how many people do you think that were, were at that rally? I didn't know exactly. I, I I told him a thousand. I felt like. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. That's yeah. a lot of people. I mean, that's a that lot. Is, of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what like it, it didn't look like it at first, but when we marched, you could see the amount of people. Uh, okay. Did you see that one that was in LA that was like a hundred thousand or something crazy? That's nuts, bro. Yeah. That is nuts, bro. Hundred thousand yeah. people. Jesus. Alan, can you tell them uh, also, like, because you, you're experienced in protesting, like, tell them, like, the, sh- the shit that you were telling them, like, oh, damn, like, I didn't, like, Alan's fucking experiencing this shit. Like, he's like, yeah, make yeah. sure don't don't park your car at the fucking mall. And I told him, like, yeah, I didn't park it over there. Like, little shit yeah. that you kind of know. Yeah, so there's a lot of strategies because um, um, cops are, are, are will find ways to get you, any way to get you, whether it's social media, text messages, um, you know, and until so one way that I knew they can get us easy in, in Santa Maria if we parked at the mall, right? Mm-hmm. If they really wanted to catch everyone protesting, all they got to do is shut off each exit. And that you're uh, screwed. Three. Yeah, three exits at the mall. Yeah, you're screwed. You're going to get caught. You're going to get, you're going to be, what were you doing here? Check your car. Oh, you were protesting. Okay, boom. And so I was just like, no, I, I kind of saw ahead of that. And I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to get kettled in like that. I'm going to go to park across the street by a digestive center or Rite Aid or whatever. I got a question. I thought I thought we all had the legal right to protest. So what is protesting against the law? What, how does that work? Is it the permit thing again, or what are we talking about? Yeah, so technically you need a permit to protest. Oh, so they can... right. How is that a legal right, though, if I still need a fucking permit? Yeah, <laughs> exactly why I say it defeats the purpose, you know? And so, so pretty much if you don't get a permit, they got every right to beat that ass. So... <laughs> <laughs> so that's where that's where it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword like yeah you're protesting and you're just saying fuck these guys but they have that they on they have the law on their side they can be like okay well i'm gonna chase you with the baton and tear gas you and then 
deny it the next day because that's what happened that first night where I got tear gassed and rubber bulleted. I saw the mayor and the police force and the media all lie and say, we didn't shoot rubber bullets. We shot a little tear gas. But rubber bullets? Nah. And it's just like, bro, I kept a rubber bullet. Well, not anymore, but I kept one right then and there just to be like, I remember this. <laughs> like, they lied about it. And so that's also when it kind of told me, like, damn, like, the lengths people are willing to lie about things that actually happened. And they also blame the protesters, right? That's easy to say. Oh, they threw rocks first. Like, nah, we threw rocks afterwards. Like, we did throw rocks. Right, after, after you guys are getting yeah. tear gassed. After, after, like, yeah, and we're throwing tear gas back. Well, those who had gloves to throw it back, they were throwing tear gas back. Is that the trick? You have to have gloves? Basically. Yeah, you have to heat, heat warming gloves or even just oven mitts to pick oh, those up because okay. they're hot. They're hella hot. Alan, can, I, I sent you something on Instagram when uh, when we after we were done um, with that rally. Um, everyone thinks that rubber bullets are fucking harmless. Like, bro, it's actual metal casing on the fucking uh, rubber bullet. Why do yeah. they call it a rubber bullet if it's metal casing? Because the, behind it, it's rubber. <laughs> But doesn't yeah. it get shot out just the same? Like, that bitch got to Like, bro, have you ever Ooh, been shot yeah. by a paintball gun? Paintball guns mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. That shit hurt. I, I assume that a rubber bullet got to hurt more than that. Yeah, I would assume so, too. I never got hit with a rubber bullet, but, you know, that shit seems to hurt. And that day that it happened, they actually shot a veteran in the head with a tear gas canister. Holy he, shit. He almost died. Um, and he was just trying to help out somebody in a wheelchair to get out. Because again, like, and this is, the cops knew this, like, there's, people take their kids, you know, and, and people come out, everyone comes out to these protests. Is that safe, though? Take your kids. I mean, realistically, like, as a parent, like you, Alan, especially you're with this, just say, hypothetically, you have kids. Would you take your kid? I feel like that's just an unsafe environment. I probably wouldn't, but I may, I would just as them to see, you know, but I'd take the precautions knowing what I know. Okay. And then, you know, kind of keep back, just hang back because I want them to see the reality of it. You're not going to be on the front lines of the shit. Right, right. right, I want them to see the reality of like, hey, look, like, yeah, they say we have a right to protest, but look what happens when we do. Mm, that's true and Alan, so that's when, we, when we went to that show. rally like there there were like a uh, a couple of kids out there too like their mom like yeah. we had a in front of us was a mom with a little one in front of us and shit i mm-hmm. mean and this was so kind of fresh i feel like now because like I, I think a week or two like the i guess the violent pro violent protest like it was still kind of fresh at the time so it, i still had that in the back of my mind like okay fuck like i even told Alan like okay wait, if shit goes down like i already knew where to like not park and we we, we hung back for the most part because we we didn't mm-hmm. want to like yeah, harm, nothing, I guess. nothing happened on that one, right? No, no nothing got shot. Like, no. Bulls, no tear gas, nothing. Mm-hmm. It was all peaceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason I told Alan about that, that rally is because it was, uh, I guess, sponsored or hosted by the NAACP. All right. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, what, Alan, since you've been to more of these, what's the diff? Like, what's the difference? Like, why'd that one go so peaceful? Because that one was permitted? Is that what, literally the only difference? That was literally the only difference. Um, and... Honestly, if I would have known it was permitted, I probably wouldn't have gone because it's a little naive, you know, to be like, oh, it's a peaceful protest. It was just like, bruh, like cops start the violence nine out of ten times. So you could, that could be your aim all the time. But you have to realize the cops really do start the violence most of the time. So if people started a peaceful protest with no permit, cops can technically start fucking shit up either way. 
Mm-hmm. Even if it's a peaceful one, they can yeah, still yeah. say, oh, they were out of pocket. They were out of line. There was a few people there agitating. Right? And that's why we got these lot of media stories of like, oh, outside agitators coming in. Just like, mm, did that really happen? Or did you just say that? It just, you could just say that. I mean, it's like when you see the videos of cops beating the shit out of someone and they're like, stop resisting. Stop resisting. And homie's just getting the shit beat out of him. And it's like, yeah. well, I don't think he's resisting, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. he's getting fucked up it's right like, now. There's four dudes on him wailing on him. Yeah, talking about stop resisting. And it's like, okay, I get it in the video. It might sound good, but bro, I'm seeing what I'm seeing, dog. Can I share? So this is something that Joel sent me on the fucking uh, on our, in my DMs. It was a, it was a girl at the. Hey, don't the make it sound like I just slid in the DM all weird. Like. Bro, what are you gonna what are you gonna say? Oh, something that I fucking oh uh, I sent a message to Pat. It's like, bro, it is what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a message, and it was about the girl at uh, Donald Trump's rally this uh, this afternoon. It's a, a girl who's peaceful. She was sitting down. She had a ticket to the fucking thing. And they fucking escorted out with the police, like the, like three cops just fucking. Did you see that, Alan? Or no? I haven't seen it. No. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna share it right now. Nice. Yeah, she was just wearing an "I can't breathe" shirt, and she okay. bought a ticket and everything. She got an "I can't breathe" shirt on. And... You're not trespassing if you have a ticket, right? But that's, that's how they paint you. They paint you as an agitator. Oh, you're just there to talk shit. You're just there to go against the rally. But you're causing legal? trouble. You need to go legal? out. Oh, yeah, it is legal, but... You know. Might I add, this chick's white. She's Caucasian, so... Caucasian. And it's on video. But it, but they're still... Gonna exactly. Her Imagine name, what they do when there's no video. Her name is, what did I say, Sheila Buck? He's, he's about it. Buck about it. That was it right there. But yeah, I mean, Alan, okay, so what yeah. chance is that where. That could be possibly fake or possibly like a paid actor or something. What what chance would that? Uh, do you think that any chance that I was that was fake to that? I mean, there's always a chance with with online shit, right? But I mean, or someone did it on purpose because they knew they would get that attention. Yeah, that's you know, true. that's always a possibility too. Yeah, it's always a possibility. You know, there's always you know videos being planted on either side, trying to convince the other, you know another side of what's really going on, but. I mean, just based off what I know, that probably, you know, was legit, but who knows, you know? Like, what if, what, remember, I was telling Joel, like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. What if that's, like, Donald Trump? Like, I don't know. I mean, it, it does give him promoting the rally. Yeah. 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 Ah, can... I didn't even think about that. Damn it, Pat. I'm just saying, bro, you think, you think about a bunch of shit now. Like, you just don't even know what's fucking true anymore. I hate it, bro. We can't trust shit. Yeah, yeah. bro. You know, mm, that's why I always say, like, these two parties, bro, we're, we're, it's the same coin. The system broke. Let's be honest. The system Same coin, different fucking sides, bro. Isn't, I was thinking about that. Isn't that crazy how some of these people will fucking ride or die for blue side or red side? Like, I was yeah. thinking, like, bro, like, it's, for me, and I told all you guys, just give me the fucking best candidate, whoever it fucking be. I don't care what fucking blue side or red side. I'm ready side. for the rock. Yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do Real shit. Real shit, bro. Real shit, bro. 
If the Rock right. ran independent, I'm with it, dog. Let's fucking do it. If he chooses yeah. a side, I'm out with him too. I want him <laughs> to give. I want him to give Donald Trump the people's elbow on live TV. Like, yeah. that, that's he what I want to see, bro. To his hand, <laughs> with the right hand, I'm with it. And by the way, fuck you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if he wins, Alex is going to be so fucking hyped. If he, fucking- if he wins, Alex is going to be the number one supporter, you see? He's going to have at least an episode by himself just fucking uh, on the fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> Him clapping for an hour and a half. <laughs> but that that whole fucking blue side, red side thing, man. And it's crazy how some people will fucking ride or die for that. And it's like, yeah, bro. People are really like... Oh, you know, like yeah. Trump or like it's like oh. religion. It's like religion. Like when you break when people say politics is like religion, it sounds retarded. But when you break it down, it is like that because when yeah. it's such a sensitive subject that you got to be careful how you maneuver. That can end uh, not even friendships. That can end family members. Yeah, like you can not talk to family members because you don't politically agree on certain things. Exactly, and like just like religion, like they're all really kind of the same, anyways. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. just like just political parties like most religions are really the same anyway so like why is everyone tripping like that and then political parties like all right left wing white right wing it's literally the same bird like just shut the fuck up bro it, the same yeah. people are writing this shit like mm-hmm. i don't know it, it, it is, is very frustrating and then and then it's interesting because people you know a lot of people were like for bernie sanders and all that but it's just like bro bernie sanders have been in the senate since the 90s what made him woke all of a sudden? 2012, 2016. He saw that was what, what was uh, working for him. It was yeah. sounding for him. Exactly. It's, like, bro, it's all a popularity contest. We know how popularity contests work. Mm-hmm. You give the people what the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And it's like the opposite. Like what the Obama brought out all the minority vote. Mm-hmm. Trump just did the opposite. He spoke to the redneck fucking... Like hillbilly fools, and and they heard him, and they fucking came out to vote for that dude. Yeah, I was like, gonna like this because um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna kind of compare it. It's like a wrestler in the UFC. If it's gonna bring them popularity, they're gonna come up with a gimmick. If someone's not really yeah. popular, they'll come up with some sort of gimmick to bring mm-hmm. popularity to their their side. So we're saying, or Alan's saying that basically, burning Sanders' gimmick was woke. Yeah, He's more woke than the rest yeah. of these candidates, but. The Democratic Party refused to stand behind him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they hung him out to dry and shit. They hung him out to dry and he was whack. So it's just like, how far gone are we? <laughs> We're done, bro. We got, so we got Sleepy Joe and a fucking reality TV show. We have a reality TV show on Sleepy Joe. This is like, I'm ready for The Rock. I, I know we said it if was joking, but I'm legitimately thinking about it now. <laughs> I would no. probably vote then. <laughs> Honestly, I would probably vote then. Like I haven't, I I didn't vote in 2016. Like what Hillary Clinton and Trump? Right. Come on now. Because at the end of the day, what I can say The Rock will give is some form of unity and inspirational speech. And sometimes that's all the president really does. At the yeah. end of the day, at the end of the day, like he's he's supposed to give there and give that speech to like really hold us down and let <laughs> us know that we're cool. I never exactly. took off that speech from Trump, bro. How oh, he's still real sketchy, dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why people felt so comfortable with Obama because you know he'd give you, oh, he'd he smooth it out, settle it, he yeah, he smooth you out. But you Trump know, he's still be... Trump heightens Trump's like, 
Yeah. Alan's like, <laughs> throwing double fin- double birds to the fucking screen. There, there's certain words that I catch as like bullshit meters. Tremendous, mm-hmm. incredible. When you use those kind of words a lot, I'm like, hmm, your vocabulary is limited. <laughs> like tremendous. You have tremendous people, amazing people working on this. I'm like, hmm. You just said the same thing. Huh. I know we repeat ourselves a lot on the podcast, but you know, we're we're not the fucking president of the United States yeah. with the written speech in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Alan, another reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast was uh, I remember, I think, was it last week? Last week, uh, Donald Trump had uh, basically had that executive order. And mm-hmm. I, I, I sent that to Alan. I'm like, hey, Alan, what do you think about this, man? And then Alan, go, go ahead and give you your opinion on that, bro. I said it was bullshit. Um means nothing. It's like, a, what, what did order? you say? What, what, it was, um, you said it was, a. Uh, it, 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 they could have gotten high, higher, like it was, it was like a slap on the wrist kind of type of thing, right? Is yeah, a, a half measure, you know, which 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 is like, what for, you know? What what, like, what do you think he should have done? Um, I think well, if shit, there if there anything was it that he could he could have done, like what 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 what, should, what he should have done? Ideally, I think he would have, you know, like set a certain percentage of funding for police at the very least. Like it can't be more than. 30% of your city's budget because a lot of these cities, including Santa Maria is about 40, 44% of the city's budget goes to police officers. And, you know, I don't care what you tell me, that's too much. Um, because there's not that much crime, you know, in reality. And, you know, there's this idea of like cops that are these crime fighting badasses, but that's not true, bro. They're not over here saving crack kids from burning buildings or, you know, like taking out drug dealers, like their day-to-day basis is harassing people for traffic violations and misdemeanors and homeless folks. That's it. And I've seen it with my own eyes. Like I said, my brother's a police officer. I've been on plenty of ride-alongs where he does the same exact thing. You think it was was that dangerous? I would be allowed to go on a ride-along? That's true. That is true. No, I was in the back, you know, and the, the the person being arrested was in the back, and we were alone sometimes. We chop it up in the back. Hold on, bro. Wait, hold on, bro. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I thought you were running shotgun on these ride-alongs, bro. Bro. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. I, I meant I was running shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They'd be in the back. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, my bad. I, I meant I was running shotgun. Your brother does not care about They were in the back. No, no. They were in the back, but they'd be, you know, sometimes they'd be talking shit, but I'd just be like, well, they were just drunk, like. Okay. Okay. So yep. you have you have your political views and what you feel about the whole police brutality, which obviously it seems like we agree on. But as far as your brother being, like, does that sway you in any way, or or does that kind of confirm what you feel? It confirms what I feel. Um, yeah, because honestly, he's uh, kind of changed up. Honest. And again, like I said, you can be a good person, and he's a good person. You know, I'm not saying he's this shitty guy or whatever, but but that position you take is, I feel like, by nature, n- kind of inhuman in a sense. Like morphs you. Mm-hmm. It morphs you. You're expected to do certain things, and if you don't do them, then you're not a, you're not a good cop, uh, according to the cops by, by their standards. Yeah. And so I've seen the way he's changed and the way he's treated, like, even us, you know. Um, he doesn't even like to get talked back to. Like, that's how much he's, like, 
far gone on this shit. Like he just used to just what I say goes type of shit. That's that's yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's like, fuck, dude, you're wearing that badge. You have that power, bro. And it, mm-hmm. no matter how much we don't like it, it's a fact. You yeah. say some shit, it means something, and we supposed to listen. You know what's crazy? When I was, I was actually, that's how I said it before. I was thinking about being a cop. Anytime I told a, a girl I was thinking about being a cop, she's like, "Oh, you want to be a cheater?" Yeah. I was like, "What, bro? I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm talking about every single girl I told this to." And I was like, "Why? What the fuck?" And then I, I, I guess there's this like stereotype of like cops are like, they're not power hungry, but they have. They're so used to having the power, they feel like they can get away with so much. Yep. And they're more likely to, you know, wander off. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know that was a stereotype until I heard that shit so many times. Yeah, that's a thing. And even my brother once came to visit a, a, me and my other brother in Oakland, and he brought one of his cop buddies with him. You know, that we were, my brother had season tickets um, to the Warriors back then. Um, so, like, that's when they were winning championships and shit. And so, like, my brother came up for a game with his homie, who was also a cop. But this guy was this his partner was scared to go on a bus. He was scared, and this man's a police officer in Santa Maria. Scared to go on a bus in L.A. In uh, in Oakland. In Oakland. Right. And I'm just like, how the fuck are you scared, bro? Like, you're a cop, and like I assume you've been trained to like deal with any situation. You know, see, you're, that's where your assumption is wrong. Exactly. <laughs> My friend, that's where your assumption is wrong. We only went through a six month training. They are not prepared to handle a public bus. So <laughs> I was like, why am I having to calm this off police officer down from taking a bus to the stadium to Oracle Arena? Like, bro, it's not this bad in Oakland. Like, whatever you heard about it, like you're you're tripping and like you for you to be out here as a cop like scared like i wonder how you do your job on the daily fearful terrified hand on the trigger like bro oh just last year a quick story um i don't know if you know arturo chavez or arturo um another full name let's keep doing this guys (laughs) (laughs) it's hard it's hard though because like you feel like you're having a conversation though you know no guys it's really not no it is we figure it out from there because we feel like we're having a conversation with no one listening well we're not (laughs) well hey to to be fair he doesn't live there anymore but okay okay (laughs) okay (laughs) last year when he was living there at his house, we were out, we were chilling in the backyard outside and we were getting something from his car. And then all of a sudden the cop pulls up, pulls up on us. And like, she's got her hand on the gun. On, mm. Like, Arturo is pretty big. I don't know if you ever see, he's like six foot one. <laughs> like he's got long ass hair. <laughs> but like, you know, and he had the sweater looking like Debo over there. So it's just like, <laughs> he looks suspicious. Yeah. But even then, like she, you know, she comes at us all crazy. Like, yeah. What are you doing out here? And we were just like, whoa. Like, she's just like, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. I was like, oh, I, I got the second half on video. I got that second part because I was just like, yo, she might shoot this man. Like, like she was because. He was kind of acting a little like not hostile, but he has every right to be upset. He's at he his house. Happy. Yeah, he's at his house. He's being harassed by this cop. Yeah, and he's just upset. Like I live here. Like what the fuck? And he's like kind of walking closer, and that's when I'm kind of like, hey, bro, like, 
chill. Like, you know, like, trust me, I've been in too many of these situations, but right. Like at, at this point, it's about survival. Because a lot of people think like when you get pulled over by cops or you have these situations, like stand up for your rights. Oh, you should have said something. Nah, bro, that's not my experience. Like you stand up for your rights, you're gonna get screwed even more. They take offense to that. I've I've stood up for my rights, but I, I, yeah, it didn't go my way. <laughs> but hey, but I'm not gonna let because you know what? Like I said, I was I was one semester away from getting my two-year degree in criminal justice and then going to the police academy. So I know the very minimal basics of my rights and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. So I use that to my advantage, bro. When I'm put in those situations, I use that information that I have. And they hate that shit. <laughs> they hate when you know what they're allowed to do and when they're not allowed to do. Because then, it, you know, it it gets the fear out. The fear, the, mm-hmm. fuck your fear, bro. I know what yeah. you're allowed to do. You're... You're just a dude with the badge, bro. Relax. Just trying yeah. to intimidate Relax, people. Robocop. Relax. <laughs> bro, I, I had a situation where, not in this house, but a previous house I was renting. Um, we were a little loud, whatever, having the fights, whatever. We, cops showed up. But not just cops, bro. Like, six cops showed up. Okay? Mm, yeah, I I'm bet. 20, I'm 25 years old, bro. I'm renting this house, dog. This is my house, bro. I'm drunk, you know? At this point, they already have some of my friends and my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, on the curb because they were they happened to be standing outside. So they're already on the curb. I'm 25, drunk, agitated. I'm in my house. Yeah, lower the music. I'll lower the music. But no, you can't come in here. Why would I allow you in here? Well, we they're allowed. No, no, you don't have no probable cause. You don't have no warrant. You can't come in here. I guess as I'm having this conversation with this cop who is genuinely being respectful to me. I can I can hear this other cop who's by my girl, my other friends, talking shit about me. Look at this drunk fuck. Just te- he's slurring his words. And I'm like, ooh, you're pressing my buttons. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm standing. I'm, I'm literally standing at the borderline of my doorway. I swear to you, because I know my fucking rights, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, dog, come closer and say that shit to me. I'm drunk, bro. I'm not, I'm not proud of how I acted, but this is how I reacted because I know my rights. I was like, hey, bro, come over here. Come over here. Run your mouth this way. I was like, you know where I live, dog. Come back tomorrow without that badge and see what the fuck you're saying. Bro, he shut the fuck up. And my, my girl at the time was like, babe, don't, don't say it. I'm like, no, he ain't shit. Ain't shit. This dude might have been a C-minus student who got picked on. And now you have a badge you think you can run your mouth because you have six other cops around you? Fuck you, bro. Again, not proud of that. But that's what I that's where I was at at the time. And again, this is based off the fact that I know my fucking rights, bro. Exactly. But how many people don't and they allow the cop to just walk all over them because they fucking went to a six month academy? Yeah. Out of here, how bro. many cops are there too? Or is like, bro, what if they're they're that a person that's been seeking that attention their whole fucking time and all of a sudden, you know what? I'm gonna be a fucking oh. cop. It's, a, it's like you a, know, I wanna say you know, okay, no pun intended, it's an easy cop out for you to fucking be be somebody. And have what this if, fucking power. No, for sure. Because it's like, dude, you were pressing my button. You, I, I said I was drunk. I was at my house. I'm allowed to be drunk. I'm 25. Fuck out of here. So I was like, yeah, I'm a little intoxicated. I am drinking. Da, 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 da. And he's calling me out for being drunk. But it's like, luckily, I'm fucking level-headed. But if I'm not, I rush you. And then what happens to me, bro? I get the shit beaten out of me. But it's like, dog, you were pressing my button. I already told you I'm drunk. You're a sober officer. You should be higher than me. You shouldn't be talking back and forth with me, dog. 
mm-hmm. shouldn't be yelling across each other. You should shut the fuck up and de-escalate the situation. Because I yeah. swear to God, bro, I was being respectful as fuck to the yeah. officer that was in front of me. I was like, hey, officer, I'm so sorry. But your partner's being a dumbass. And I was literally saying that to him. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's looking at him talking shit to me. Like, bro, come say that to my face. Fuck yeah. out of here, bro. So how, how did that end, Joel? How did that whole situation end? Uh, I'm just kidding. Imagine <laughs> I mean, you don't have to like say. It's like three months. Nah. No, honestly, they, they didn't do shit to me. They didn't do shit to me. But they they they... They disrupted my situation. They made my night a living hell. All because there mm-hmm. was some loud music. And it's like, dog, you all you had to do was tell me to lower it. Yeah. There's no underage drinking in here. There's nothing going on illegal in here. How much of that is was because maybe you were on I mean at the time and that was the north side of town too. And then also like maybe like racial profile. How many how much of that playing the factor you feel like? I, I felt that hundred percent at the time, which is why I was being an asshole. I made it difficult. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I was being difficult. I was being difficult. I was no, you can't come to my house. No, like but see, you can't. they say as yeah, being difficult, but you were literally just standing here for your rights. Because you know why? You know why? They were they they play you, bro. Hey, mm-hmm. can I come in? I'm like, hey, this is what I was saying, dog. Word for word. If you're asking me, no. If you're telling me you're gonna come in, what the fuck do I have to say? But if you're asking me, no, you can't come in. But we have probable. Co- well, then why the fuck are you asking me for, fool? Yeah. Just shut the fuck up and walk in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't play me like I'm stupid. That's like the, one of my pet peeves, bro. Don't talk to me like I'm dumb. Yeah. Talk to me like I'm a human being. Tell me the truth. Look, look, we're going to walk in your house. There's literally nothing you can do about it right now. Well, okay. <laughs> and how, much, how much of that, that goes back to where cops are, aren't fucking properly being trained? You know what I mean? Like six months? I mean, like how much of that is because cops are not being properly trained and not being comfortable and like, you know what I mean? Like asking, asking the fucking like, go into your house. You know why? A lot of people will be like, yeah, sure. And th- now they're golden because you already gave them permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This situation happened with, um, with how they get you. we got pulled over on our way to LA when we were like 20 years old and me and Jimmy were both in uh criminal justice classes. So we, we, we had all this information. It was fresh. fresh. It was fresh. And we got pulled over. We know our fucking rights, dog. We didn't do shit wrong, but have tinted windows, bro. Jimmy ended up getting locked up that night. <laughs> and the reason he got locked up is because he happened to be holding his brother's ID on accident, bro. Literally, like, his brother lost his ID, and he happened to put it in his wallet and just happened to have it. And they found it as they searched the vehicle. But, bro, they fucking forced us to allow them to search the vehicle. They had no probable cause other than tinted windows, dog. It's not probable cause to search the whole vehicle. They, we, we, were, we were supposed to go drive to L.A. and stay there for the weekend. So we all had our little travel bags. They went through all of our bags. And me and Jimmy are screaming, no, you can't go through our shit. And Omar's like, no, just let them. I'm like, no, Omar. They don't have the fucking right, bro. And, you know, we're like 19. So the cops are being real dicks to us. But it's like, bro, we knew our rights even then because mm-hmm. we happened to be in the classes. You know what I'm saying? But these cops, bro, I swear to you, dog, they, they treated us like shit. And they treated us more like shit when they realized they knew what the fuck we were talking about. Yep. And it's like, dude, I don't know, bro. And it, it, it just hurts me because there's so many people who get put in that situation who have no idea what's going on. And they just get fucking molly around. Like, dude, mm-hmm. that's whack, bro. Damn. Yeah. Definitely, man. Alan, so, that's, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, and, and that's the thing, like, um, they just profile you, and, and, and regardless of whether you know your rights or not, the, their their intent is to get you somehow. 
because they're not going to waste their time pulling you over for no shit. Now they got to find you for something. They got to find you for something. They'll come up with anything. They'll search through your shit trying to find something, bro. And that's what happened to me, too, when I got my shit searched through. You know, they were just asking me a bunch of questions, a bunch of questions, trying to just get me to admit something. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I'm telling you the truth already. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, I'm not, I'm not fucking doing anything, you know? And then that's how they get you. They, they, um, they intimidate you to think that you don't know the law. And when you do know the law, they get mad about it. They're pissed. Mm-hmm. Bro, the reason I sold my last truck was the, 2008 Silverado on 24s, and it sat kind of lowered. You know, it looked like I sold drugs. I get it, but bro, I, I swear to God, the reason I sold it was the last week that I had it. I got pulled over three times, bro, three different times, and each time searched. And I'm like, bro, I'm not doing that. I'm talking about not normal search. I'm talking about there's a dude, there's a cop under my car with a mirror. Looking under my shit, under my truck. And I'm like, do you think I'm smuggling shit in this fucking 24-inch ribs? I stick out like a sore thumb. You think I'm smuggling? Okay. Keep searching, bro. Dog, they found a fucking two grams of weed. Two grams of weed. Oh, you guys feel accomplished? And then the officer was like, the third, this is the third time I got pulled over in a week. This was the very final time. This is what made me sell my truck. Was uh, He's like, you got to stomp your weed out the fuck bro i paid for that you stomp it out. i'm not stomping shit out but it's like bro what is what law is that i gotta stomp my weed out that's yeah. a that's a power trip bro fuck yeah. you you stomp it out sorry exactly man. when they were searching my shit they told me so if we search your car right now we're not gonna find anything and i was like now you're gonna make me admit to shit i was just like yeah i got weed in my trunk mm-hmm. but I it's said, like you shouldn't even have to do that because technically mm-hmm. they don't have the fucking right to search you exactly and then they were like oh well if we search in there we're not gonna find anything else no pills nothing and i'm just like i just told you all i have is we go for it mm-hmm. go for so it you're looking for yeah uh, i said and i have a medical card if you need it for that too so shit i'm not tripping like i, I know my rights i know how much i got in the trunk not fucking pounds like what the fuck do you <laughs> think i'm doing like you know, like, and so, like, there, yeah. It's Forever. such that more more time than not, your experience with the officer is negative. Like, 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when is it positive? Like, dude, I've been I robbed know. two times in my barbershop. <laughs> they always send someone <laughs> who I'm like, bro, who let you become a cop? Like, you're in charge of this investigation? They send the clowns. Bro, they send someone. I swear to God, they must have just got off the desk. Like, mm-hmm. They must have, like, this is their opportunity to shine. And they ain't going to do shit. And they don't ever find shit. Like, <laughs> Bro, you know what's funny? They were useless. looking for fingerprints in my, in my shop. And I'm like, the only fingerprints y'all going to find are ours, bro. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you, like, whatever, man. Like, oh, my God. I don't know. I, I hate that I've had more negative experiences than positive. Well, Alan, oh, so yeah. you had that you had posted on your something on your story, and it said, uh, "I had misread it at the time." And I was like, "Yeah, Alan, you're right. Like, you know, not all, every cop's bad." But then you're like, "No, Patrick, you got that wrong, bro." It's like, it's all, if, uh, "There's no good cops." <laughs> Do you remember what remember yeah. that story you put up? And I was like, "Yeah, there's no good yeah. cops." And then you you that, like, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Alan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was just saying that there are no good cops because, like I was saying earlier, like you can be a good person and go end up being a cop, you know, and be trying to be a police officer. And you can really go with good intentions, right? Like, you know, I really want to make a difference or I'm not going to be like the rest. But at the end of the day, the position you're going into kind of makes you do that. And so that's why I say there are no good cops because you're forced to do some shit that is not right. And you're supposed to do it and make it seem okay. And yeah. at the same time, it's just like, okay, well, if there is good cops, where are they at? Where are they at? I don't hear them. I don't, see, I don't hear them say anything about George Floyd. I don't hear them doing anything. Yeah, you see a few videos of, oh, these kids are playing basketball with the cops, blah, 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 blah. Or like, oh, how cool. He's taking a cool picture selfie with the cop. Or like, oh, this cop is like, yeah, you have a right to protest. But it's like, okay, that makes them a good cop because they're letting you do what you're legally allowed to do. Right to, yeah. yeah. Alan, um, like, I remember you and your friend at the rally we were talking about how the protests in slow, you know, how the – the, the the slow cops had a, a photo op where they can they they knelt with the protesters and like I, I caught that when you guys said that, I was like oh damn I didn't even think of it like that like to me I was like oh that's cool they fucking knelt but then I was like oh damn like I didn't think that was a photo op for the fucking they cop. knelt for the photo op thirty minutes later they tear gassed them <laughs> <laughs> like you can't make this shit up yeah like up, bro that's why I'm just like. Why do you all take pictures of cops kneeling and think like they're on your side? Like they're gonna beat that ass when they have the chance to. Trust me. Like I've seen it over and over again. Like I said, when I was part of the Occupy movement, I went to more than one protest. I went to a lot, dozens of them. And like they had an encampment and I saw everything. I saw informants, cop informants infiltrate, um, and, and act a fool and the ones agitating and trying to get violent and trying to get others to get violent. And then two days later, I see him on a YouTube video of Cop Watch being like, hey, these two guys were actually cops undercover. Here are their pictures matching up with what they wore that day. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, yeah, I knew there was something off. Fuck, right? That's illegal as fuck, right? I mean, that can't be illegal. Technically, it is legal because uh, it's, uh, it's an investigation. So, but if, if they're, they the have ones, a if they're the ones wilding shit up, though, that's that that can't be legal, right? Straight up instigating. It can't, but I mean, who's How gonna do you check prove him? it? Type shit. Yeah, who's gonna check him? It's like that that video, Joel, that the fucking one with the gas mask and he's fucking breaking the auto zone windows. Yeah, and there's a picture yeah. of him as a cop and shit. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, a lot of that happens, and, and they perfected this in the '60s. That's how the civil rights movement got destroyed from the inside out. They jailed. They jailed them. Or they put informants in to get people to do shit that they probably wouldn't have done, or just to get them say some incriminating shit, and then they just got them. And that's how the Occupy movement was also destroyed from the inside out. You send informants in, hell informants in, and you just destroy it. Um, you start conflict, or the other way is you start jailing these protesters every chance you get. And eventually, like, you just get tired of going to jail. Like, that ain't some shit. Or you get charges that what's stick. That, what's that charge? What, what is that charge? Illegally protesting? What is that? Yeah, disturbing the peace or disturbing whatever it is. And, and here's what the tricks they do. And here's the tricks that I learned that they do. So they'll arrest you. And then they'll be like, oh, we're not. But technically, they have, like, two weeks to file charges. But they'll tell you, you're good. We're going to let you go. No charges. They'll file the charges secretly. 
three weeks later, all of a sudden you have a warrant out for you because you got charges filed and you never showed up. So now when you get caught or your license plate gets ran by somebody, guess what? You have a warrant. You have an outstanding warrant and you're fucked. And I saw that happen a lot of times out there. And that's why after the first time that I got arrested, I was like, never again. It's not worth it. As far as protesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, arrested for being protested, yeah. Because yeah. I did a sit-in once. Um, and, you know, I got arrested. and It was pretty shitty. You know, they treat you like shit. They threw me in a prison bus because yeah. there was a lot of us. Um, and, like, it was just... And they didn't stick charges, luckily. But, you know, after I found out afterwards that they were doing that to other people, I was like, nah, not worth getting arrested at a protest. That's why I encourage everybody, like, even if it's a sit-in or a peaceful thing, you're right, that you get arrested at peacefully, not worth it. Because yeah. the consequences can be that. And oh. at the very least, they have a face to the name. The cops do. And they'll always recognize you. They'll always know who you are. So what's the alternative? You keep running? Keep running. When motherfucker hits the fan, you got to keep running? Yeah, keep running and uh, just go back and, and uh, organize. Because like at the end of the day, like protests are just a little bit of what the change that they're trying to make anyways, right? Like a protest is just to really get everybody to see and be like, hey, this is bullshit. We don't agree with this and we need to do something about it. But what happens after the protest is like people that were there before and after are going to keep doing that work. They're going to keep organizing. They're going to keep trying to get these laws changed. They're going to keep really trying to actually do shit, get active with it, you know, because it's, it's not that it's easy to go to a protest, but it's performative in the sense, like, you can post a picture and be like, that's what I'm doing. It's like, okay, but are you actually doing something after that? Like, you know? like Okay, so you... it's what, when we're talking about, like, the, the black screen thing. Black screen? Yeah, remember when everyone was posting their black screen? I mean, like, I did it oh, myself, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. But I, for me, I was telling Joel's idea, it doesn't, like, it's cool. I mean, for people who, who don't have the opportunity or feel like they yeah. can go, go protest, it's cool. But it doesn't stop there, you know? And so I was telling yeah. Joe, what, what's your, um, for people who are trying to think of, like, the big picture, like, where do you, I mean, we were talking about starting at the local level, right? Like, what what's the yeah. solution or what's something that people can do or what we can do? Um, well, for me, for now, it's just, like, trying to take care of our community needs and whatever that is, right? So, like, for example, me and my girl have been trying to, like, gather supplies to, like, give, like, COVID meals and supplies to the homeless that are out in Santa Maria. You know, because a lot of shelters are, are um, you know, they're, they're limited right now because of COVID or they have certain stipulations like you have to get by this time or whatever. But for us, we're trying to collect like, you know, just packaged meals like a Smuckers and like, a you know, those PB&J Smuckers and Crustables and like some granola bars and some water and hygiene packs, you know, sanitizer, hopefully a mask maybe we can get those and like a, and, you know, just pads, you know, if they're women or whatever. And so it's just like just trying to provide those needs um, to the most that need it, to the most that the government and the city is failing. Because for me, it's like uh, I just want to help those that need it the most. Like, that's really what I'm about. That's really what the root of all this is. I want everybody to eat, right? I can secure mine and my family's. You know, I have that privilege to be able to do that. So now I'm thinking bigger than that, right? Now I'm like, okay, well, I'm not comfortable just eating and, and seeing all these other people suffering or, or not eating with me. So, like, 
for me, I want to take care of that. I want to, I want to try to fulfill that need. And so by, you know, starting even just this small thing, I feel like it's a small step to maybe get something bigger going, um, you know, provide something for the community, for the homeless people and come as you are, you know, like a lot of these other places have like these stipulations, like you got to do this, you got to be sober, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. You know, I understand, but like, for me, I'll take you as you as you are. I don't really care. And why should I? I'm no one to judge you and how you've been living your life or what you've even been through. I don't know that. We've all been through a bunch of shit, bro. Like, life is fucking crazy. And, like, if I could do something to help you out along that way, then I'm happy to. If I have that, I have that privilege and I can't do that, then I'm going to do that. And if someone wants to, you know, tell me, like, oh, you need a permit for that. You need to do this. Nah, bro. Like, you're not helping them. Yeah. So, so we're going to try to fulfill that need. And if you've got a problem with it, then, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, help out if you really have a problem with it. Right. So it's for me, problem, it's like, basically. Like, and who knows? Who knows if that one fucking thing that Alan and his girl are helping them out with, like, what if that fucking changes their life, bro? Like, what if that's a that little act of, like, oh, shit, like, you know what? There is fucking good in the world type of thing. And they fucking turn their lives around if they're a fucking uh, drug addict or something, whatever it is. It's easy to point at the homeless person and be like, well, there's plenty of work in the fields or they can do this, they can do that. But come on, bro, like, you're really going to get to that? Just tearing down the next person just because they're not living like you do because or maybe, you know, we have advantages that they didn't. I don't know them like that. Right. And neither, and neither does anyone else. So, like, why am I going to be the one placing that judgment? I'm not. I'm nowhere going to be doing that shit. So, you know. So that's your answer, right, Alan? So it's to start at the community level, whatever way yeah. you can fucking help at? Yeah, like, let's identify needs that, that we see in the community that people might need, you know? And, and let's and let's work towards that. Let's work towards those changes. Let's look at some laws. Let's look at maybe changing the police budget. Police budget a little less and maybe invest in, I don't know, recreational leagues. Like, come on, bro. Like, there's nothing here right now, especially in Guadalupe. There's no soccer league. There's no basketball league. Yeah, what kidding, do you expect bro. kids to do? But get in trouble. Yeah. But find some fucking mischievous shit to get into, which I would have done the same thing if there was exactly. no recreation league when I was growing up. Exactly, bro. And that's why we need to find these avenues. We need to find, we need to find funding. We need to secure that shit. We need to, we need to bring this and fulfill these needs for these kids, for the homeless, for those that need it the most. Because bro, if there's me, any way like, I can help, bro, let me know, please. Please. I will, I will, man. Like, definitely. Thank you, because like, like I'm just, dude, I want to help too. I, I've been telling Pat, like, bro, any anything involving Guadalupe, you know what I mean, anywhere here in Santa Maria too. Like, <laughs> I want to help, bro, if I can, you know. Yeah, and then for me, home is home, man. Like, I love this place. Like, a lot of people like to shit on it. A lot of people like to say there ain't shit to do around here. What do you want to do, bro? Like, yourself, like, I feel, I feel like we get, we're literally the biggest city in in. uh uh santa barbara county like what what's bigger than 805 in santa maria what city's bigger than in santa maria in 805 like as far as population i think so, i mean I, i've read something about the COVID thing like we i think we're definitely like the biggest population of santa barbara county so the fact that you always say oh santa maria is like a piece of shit city like that bro we're the biggest city in fucking in the 805 like get the fuck out of here you mm -hmm. gotta you gotta drive pretty far to get a bigger city dog yeah <laughs> 
exactly. And so it's just like, yeah, you can you can talk shit, you know, about Santa Maria all you want, but home is home for me. I love it. I love the people here. They made me who I am. You know, the the humbleness, the hard work everyone puts in, like that's where we come from. It's that small town shit, huh? I feel like no one you can't get that anywhere else, right? You can, bro, and that's what I'm saying. I've lived in big cities. I've lived in Oakland, San Francisco, down south in Northridge, LA, Stockton for a few years. Like home is home for me. Like it's it's really like Yeah, man, like it really you really grow up humble around here, honestly. You know? Yeah. Feel that. I feel like you, you got humbled if you weren't. Mm-hmm. Like, if you weren't, bro, you got humbled so good. Like, sit your dumb ass down, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Get Fuck exactly. out of here. <laughs> exactly. And everyone talks about the grind and grinding, but it's just like, like, out here, we grind and we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just what we do. It's just part of the process out here. It's not even, mm-hmm. it's not even a, a special feature. It's just mm-hmm. what we're fucking doing, bro, to get mm-hmm. by everybody's grinding out here. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Because you have to. No choice. It's too expensive to live out here. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You, you want to talk shit about Santa Maria, bro? It's expensive as fuck to live out here, yeah. dog. Exactly. Go live in Fresno, Get the fuck out of here then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Move your ass out of state like a lot of people oh, are doing. Yeah. Keep this shit. Go live in Arizona. Yeah. Go live in Arizona. It's fucking a thousand degrees outside right now, but it's cheap as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, I said, uh, for me. like I said, like I said, like me and Joel, like they were. Like, I, I told you at the fucking rally too. We're, we're all fucking down to fucking try to help. Yeah, whatever it's community I'll, wise. I'll promote cool, whatever man. it is on the on the, in the barbershop here on the podcast with Pat. Like fucking whatever, bro. Like cool. you should, we should damn near ready to get a GoFundMe going for something. Yeah, for something, bro. Whether it's a fucking basketball league or or it's just fucking homeless meals, whatever, dog. Something exactly. Let, let's do it. And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to look into like how people do like grants and shit you know mm-hmm. like you, you know you can secure government funding like fuck i'll take any money from yeah, anybody like, like, like yeah I, so i was thinking fucking even more of like the growing up i mean how many times you fuck oh fuck i wish we had a fucking doper basketball court oh fuck i wish we had a fucking track field or fucking a uh, soccer place for people like bro mm-hmm. i feel like that shit that we could probably fucking start just because it'll probably motivate the younger crowd you know what i mean like the generations behind us like, there, yeah. there were so many things I wish. I was like, fuck, man, I wish we'd have had a doper thing. I'd be such a good athlete. Or, like, you know what I mean? At least you know you could put your best foot forward because you can't blame it on the equipment or the fucking environment around like, do, you. Do, you. Do you guys remember the weight room that was at McKenzie High School? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, not high school. McKenzie Junior High? Yeah. Do you remember that shit? That shit was yeah. a safety hazard, <laughs> my guy. Everything in there was a fucking problem, Pat. Be honest, dog. You remember that shit? All those machines, bro. Bro, oh, my was... shit was a pegboard, though. I love that fucking... That thing was fucking dope. <laughs> you were the only 13-year-old kid that testosterone had dropped it. <laughs> you the only motherfucking climb. I was only able to hold on to it, and I would be able to take out the other pin, and I was never oh. able to advance. I was never able to move forward, bro. Only the guys who were fucking through puberty at 11, at 13, were able to just <laughs> that motherfucker like it was nothing, bro. Oh, that shit was, oh, <laughs> no. But, for example, I bet you that shit looked the same right now. Oh, yep. I bet who you. Knows I bet you who knows if it's even there anymore? Who knows if they fucking knocked it down? Who knows? I, I, haven't, right. I haven't gone. Me neither, but I, what my, my point is, is like that back when we were there, it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Like 
all that shit should have been better, bro. Like, like the, the fact that we have to drive to City Hall to play a basketball game or go to practice, you know what I mean? It's just, or mm-hmm. the B&G, just to practice, like, that should be at they the school. They didn't have their own, their own little gym or whatever? Yeah, they, that yeah. should be at the school, I feel like, man. Or in 7th and 8th grade, having to do PE in your fucking regular clothes every day? Oh, what? Man. Rain or shine? Rain what? Or, yeah. Talk, and then and, you, and it, on the most dangerous field ever made, with all <laughs> the divot holes and all the fucking gopher holes. Bro, so you roll your ankle there once a day. Like, that's where I built my strong ankles because I roll my ankle every time I did, bro. Exactly, man. You bro, fucking roll your ankle, you're fucking good in high school. Like, oh, bitch, like, fuck, I rolled my ankle fucking five times. Fucking suck it up. I've this shit my whole life. <laughs> but, bro, like, yeah, just shit like that. It's like, well, that was unfair. Yeah, I bet you, I bet you uh, Lakeview and Orchid didn't look like that. Nope, they had locker rooms, and that's and the thing you you normalize it as a kid, right? Like, oh, and, it, and it's fucked up that that, like you said, it was normalized to us, and then we go to Regetti, already disadvantaged, bro. Fuck out of here, dog. I don't care what anyone says, but we were already disadvantaged, dog. Yep. We were we officially became the minority, where we come mm-hmm. from being the major the majority by yep. by, by fucking ninety something percent. To being, it's like forty eight percent us, and yeah. we all separated apparently. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even stick together. On top of that, like even yeah. between us, we divided. You know what I mean? Yeah, one percent. That, that shit was weird. Dude. I'm not gonna lie, that shit kind of motivated weird. me too because I remember going freshman sophomore year. I mean, fuck, coming coming to Guad, I had to buy. Uh, my mom bought me equipment and shit. I mean, I remember buying fucking soccer cleats because I didn't. We couldn't afford like the fucking real shit. And I and I kept on looking at other kids. I'm like, "Oh, you from fucking Oregon? Like, I'm gonna fucking not work all you motherfuckers here." And I know I, I pretty much did. And I feel like that I I, I got an advantage that way because I knew like we, we all knew we were we were gonna put in that work because we're from that small town, you know. Fair, but can we agree that's not that's not fair? No, it's not. And then like, it's, yeah, dude, not, like some no. some of these kids right. they had youth football leagues that were that were fucking six seven years old. We didn't get that shit till after we left. Bro, I know. What, what are the odds of that? That our city, our little itty, what I call it city, our little itty bitty town, which I love so much, decided to start a football league literally the year after we're fucking aged out. And I'm and I may be biased, but bro, we had some fucking athletes our year, bro. We had athletes left and right, man. We did. But it's just like, bro, like, that, that shows that Guadalupe was a town for fucking years, and then they decided to start a football league. Like what? What took so long? Yeah. If it was possible, what was the holdup, bro? Exactly. I don't know, man. And then that's the thing, man. Like going to Regetti was just like, oh shit! Like I remember my first day, I was like, that was a real like. Oh, I guess the the rest of the world isn't all Mexican. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, damn. Like, all right. And I remember it was uh, I went I t- I had an English honors class my freshman year. And what pissed me off my first day is we found out it was uh, the only people in that classroom from uh, Guadalupe was me, Kashi, and Mario Zubia. Another full name. All right. <laughs> my bad. Joel, didn't I say how easy it is, bro? It's fucking easy. It is easy. too easy, bro. But you yeah. know what's crazy? He only gave out Tashi's first name. <laughs> Weird. Whatever, dog. Go keep on, bro. Anyways. All right. Anyways. Um, so... Um, our first day we, we're, uh, we get there and they're just like, oh, Hey, you know, we're going to take a test on that summer work we had. <laughs> All three of us look at each other. Did you get an email about some summer work? <laughs> I didn't. So all three of us go up to, to the teacher 
and we're just like, hey, like, what summer work are you talking about? <laughs> and he's just like, oh, I signed three books over the summer. What? And he's just like, yeah, um, what school did you guys go to? And we're like, oh, McKenzie. Oh, okay, yeah. We never usually contact Guadalupe, so. D- What's the fuck? Yeah. What? Ow. Yeah, I was like, uh, what? And then he's just like, well, I'll give you guys a week to, to catch up. On three books. Fuck yes, you, bro. bro. Three, I said, wow, you want me to give a fuck about school? And you just telling me I get a week to read three books when everyone got a summer? Eh, fuck school, dog. Wait, so um, that's fucking crazy. Like, like, that's kind of ignorant because they know that fucking people are coming from Guad, though. Everyone fuck, fuck fucking Guad. Unless bro, you move listen, to listen, fucking listen. Santa Maria, you're going straight no. to fucking Reggetti. Patrick, you're not listening, Pat. You're not listening to the real issue. The issue was he was in honors English. He was in honors English as a freshman, and they don't contact Guad. Why? Because that yeah. means that no one in Guad goes into honors English. That's as a fucking freshman. true. Okay, that's fucked up, bro. Yep. They don't think of motherfuckers fuck- in there. Damn. Yep. They don't think we're smart enough to That's ever get in there. Up, bro. So already, bro, tell me not. In Rigetti, if you were from Guad, you were already at a disadvantage. You 100. can't tell me otherwise, bro. Like, tell me it was bro. Even in sports. I never played sports, bro. But I heard that a lot in sports. Where it was like, well, they already have their favorite guys. Like, we go out there and work, and it is what it is. No, for just, sure. That's fucked up. I heard that in fucking football. I mean, like, some of those guys, were like, they already, uh... I guess they, they build a rapport with the coach already, mm-hmm. you know? They they, yeah. they were with them in the youth leagues. They, yep. they they built with them. And it's just that like, is. well, duh, they have the advantage, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then you have the fact that we got to take the sports bus at 6 p.m. Bro, fuck, I look on, like waiting till 6 p.m. You, We know this, Alan. I already said that you fucking held me down on this bus shit. Tell me not, bro. That bus shit was an issue. That was an issue, dog. That was That's an issue that exactly. we shouldn't have been having to deal with at 14, 15 years old. Where I got to fight for a bus, a fucking seat to get home. What the fuck is that, bro? Yeah. Because there was only two buses going to Guad and there's like fucking 500 kids trying to get on bro. two buses. How they many times? How many times? I remember, I don't know if you waited with me. How many times did you wait for the seventh period bus to just not deal with the drama? All the time. Me too. Or the or the Casmalia bus. It was an extra 15 minutes because they went through Casmalia to drop off like two kids, which was dumb as fuck. Y'all could have took them in a fucking mm-hmm. Camaro. Like y'all didn't even need no space for these two kids, but we gotta take our dumb asses through Casmalia. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. That yeah. bus would be less packed. Yeah, you, you get your own seat, maybe 15 minutes to get home. But it was either that or you wait the extra hour to go for the seventh period bus, yep. and then you don't have to fight for your seat on the bus. You can sit by yourself and everything. Yep, stretch out legs. And do you remember our sophomore year? It was the year where they made us wait 30 to 40 minutes after fucking school. So they took all the other orchid kids home. To come, then, to come back and get us. Mm-hmm. And then we make you feel lowered, bro, what would, dog? They'd close the campus and they'd put us on that little last patch of grass. And then when we sure. found ways to have fun, remember we used to poke holes in water bottles, and, uh. you know? Let me tell you. Then security comes in and they bust us for that. We would poke holes in a top of a water bottle and then you'd stand behind someone and you'd just spray the bottom, like the back of their pants, and then be like, damn, dog, you pissed yourself, bro. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, Alan, you remember 
this was dangerous. We probably shouldn't have been doing this. But you remember when people would get on their hands and knees behind somebody and then the other person would just push them? <laughs> and then it's like, bro, that's an easy concussion on the way, dog. That could have easily went sideways real <laughs> oh, quick, bro. For real. But I remember doing all that dumb shit. And I do remember getting in trouble for doing all that dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But we only did that dumb shit because we're 15-year-olds that want to go home. And had I'm nothing dumb. to do. And we're on a patch of grass. And tell me, tell me not this, bro. Did we not have to catch the bus at 6.30 in the morning? Or like what? Was it 6? I don't remember the hour. Bro, it was like 6. We'd get to school at 6.30. Well, bro, so it's like, dog, we started our day 30 minutes earlier than all these kids, and then we end it 30 minutes later than all these kids, and it's still a 15-minute drive, bro, and then you're going to give us the same amount of homework? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, but oh, oh, but there, if you're in sports, you're fucked. Like, okay, so sports, I, I want to no fucking talk on. about that, because I remember fucking, yeah. it would discourage me a bunch of times, because I played football and volleyball. Fuck, there were times where I was like, damn, I was like, how's this fucker, like, he's a fucking 4.0 student, and he's fucking still on the team and shit, and, like, I was like, damn, when you guys talking about the bus ride homes, I was like, bro, I remember being at the fucking ride that bus 6 o'clock, and, like, you had to fucking worry about schoolwork when you got home after you're fucking tired from practice? Like, come on, a, bro, like... He has, like, a two, three-hour advantage on you every day. Yeah, they, they, were, they, were, they were able to fucking get a ride home from their fucking mom or, or dad, wherever it is, and it's, like, a ten-minute, five five-minute drive home. And, like, I had to worry about fucking doing homework, but I'm fucking almost exhausted from fucking practice and school. The mm-hmm. same way that, that Kobe was, like, if you wake up at 4 in the morning, you get that extra workout in, you know, on everyone else. You get that third workout, fourth workout in. It's the same shit, bro, where you're not given the same amount of time. Literally, we weren't given the same amount of time. And then and then that's on top of already making us feel like we're lowered. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, yeah. And then And then... <laughs> There was a, a quad, a G, remember the G spot in, in Rigetti? <laughs> I wasn't a part of that, bro. I ain't going to lie. I was from Guadalupe and I hung out with a lot of people from Guadalupe, but I was never, ever, 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 ever affiliated with the G spot. But because I was fucking from <laughs> G, I just think that it's called the, the G spot. Like, <laughs> you know, literally, as I said that the last time, that's what I thought about too. I, like, huh, I wonder if they put that together in high school. <laughs> you didn't know what the G spot was in high school. <laughs> We thought it was the guad tree. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is, is like automatically. Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from guad. Oh, you you hang out? No, no, I don't. No, I don't no. hang out with those guys. <laughs> like none of them. I literally, I'll say what's up to them, but that's, yeah. that's where it ends, dog. Yeah, I'm dude, cool. I, cool. I, I, I fuck with everybody from guad, bro. Like, I'll give you more of a benefit of the doubt because you're from guad, mm-hmm. but. It doesn't mean I'm like best friends with everybody. Yeah, and 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 honestly, like that's what pissed me off about three or four years ago when I was working at Hancock and I was at Rigetti for an event. I used to throw events called Castro College, and I was with the assistant principal and like four counselors from Rigetti, and they didn't know me. They didn't know where I was from. But all of a sudden, I hear them talking shit about kids from Guadalupe. Mm. This is people from Hancock. No, from Rigetti. Oh. Counselors that work at Rigetti, but mostly the assistant principal. One of the assistant principals. I'm not going to name them because yeah. I might need a job one day out here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this motherfucker was just like, oh, those God kids, they're harassing people on the stairs. And I'm just like, those same stairs? Like, I know those stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, you mean where they're pushed out and the only place where they can hang out? Yeah, I remember those stairs. Yeah. Harassing? 
the fuck out of here. Right. Like they're just clowning people like anybody else in high school, bro. Like chill out. And doesn't doesn't that suck where you fucking you get automatically grouped into that? Like, oh, you're a guad kid. You must be fucking. Yeah, and that's why know. I just I just sat there all quiet, just listening on. You know, it's like that rush hour quote. I love to love people talk. Who love to talk. To see mm-hmm. how full of shit they are. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was just like, all right, I'm just gonna let you talk your shit. I want to hear everything you guys say. And they were just shitting on Guadalupe. And kids from there, and how troublemakers they are, and how gangster they are. Uh, I was like, "What are you talking Bro, about?" Like, like what? Like, and I think I think of so many people that fucking it inspired them to fucking be so much bigger just because we fucking grew up from this fucking small town. Man. Yeah, and that's so many badass people that fucking came out of this town. That pissed me off. Them, he's like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna be a teacher. Fuck these guys. They don't even love us. They got they they hate us. They look like down our on kids, us, bro. Yep. Our kids need somebody who believes in them, who loves these kids. And that's going to be me because I was one of those fucking kids. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Alan, that, that fucking, you fucking segue right into what I was going to fucking ask. So what, what, um, at what point in your life did you realize that you wanted to become a teacher? Because I mean, everyone that fucking knows Alan, Alan on, was on. like, let what? Me, let me say it. Let me say it. Go ahead. Bro, I, I already said this on the podcast. I'm going to say it one more time. You were the only guy I met who was genuinely good at school, educated, but you fucking hated it, bro. You would talk <laughs> shit about school the same way I would talk shit about school. The difference was you were getting A's in the honor classes, and I was getting C's in the below average classes. But but we would talk about school the same way. It was just mm-hmm. so weird to, to see that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, man. Me and Alan, we're, we're in the back of Mr. Poe's class fucking t- saying how fucking... How it sucked in geometry and shit. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Provost is actually, like, one of the better teachers ever gave you, too. Yeah, he was cool, man. As, I mean, as, as corny as but, some of his jokes are, like, he was pretty dope. My favorite class at Rigetti still is Mr. Barbrick's three-on-three basketball, bro. That's still the best class at Rigetti. <laughs> I far took it for I two bar. years I was able to take it. <laughs> yep. I Every semester. Learned, I learned how to play basketball, finally. Thanks yeah, to that yeah. class, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I got into teaching is, is um, you know, that by that same token, like, I saw, like, people didn't give a fuck about us. People were always talking shit down about Guadalupe. Always, bro. Like, even at Rigetti, you know, like, it, it just annoys me. And just the way they stereotype us, like, gangsters and, like, whatever. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you? You've never been there, have you? Like, <laughs> Like, you've literally never been there, I can tell. And so, like, and just remembering the treatment I got, because when you think about, like, elementary school experience, you don't remember shit you learned, but you remember how the teachers made you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. Right? That, you know, you remember if they made you feel like you mattered or if you didn't. Um, And most of the time, I felt like I never mattered. And so for me, like, I was just like, nah, these kids need to be know that they matter. And, like, I want to be that for them. Like, I want to make sure they know that they matter and that I'm here for them. I care for them, you know, and that's a big reason why I came back. But education in general, like, it's funny. Like, I've always been in teaching. Like, I never thought about being a teacher to, like, 2015. But, like, I was always, like, a tutor or like an after school program leader. <laughs> you know, <laughs> school. Yeah. And like it was just on the side, you know? But like I got kicked I don't know if I ever told you, but I got kicked out of San Francisco State. Um 
because I was just, I, I hated school and my major was political science. I, I'm, when I got to San Francisco, I was just like, fuck politics. I worked for a guy who's in federal prison right now. Leland Yee. Lick him up. I think he's on parole this summer, but <laughs> like, <laughs> I ran, I worked for his campaign on May, for the mayoral campaign to be mayor of San Francisco. And like, he was just this California senator. Like, he was like this big guy. And I was just like, cool. Like, I believe in this guy. Like, I'm going to work for him. He goes to jail for selling guns to triads. <laughs> Bro, yeah. For his campaign money. And that's when I was just like, you know what? I, I am done with politics. Like, I, dirty fucking dirty all around and that's when i and i just kept working as like and that's when i just lost interest in school and i started doing other things i got involved like organizing like on campus and i got really into that but i let school just take a back seat and i ended up getting failing out and um i kind of had to rework what i was thinking about and then i was just like finally realizing like you know what all this time i've been like a tutor or like a, a fucking uh after school program leader, whatever the title it is, like maybe I should just teach, like you know. So I finally got into teaching uh, or trying to teach when I got I got kicked out a second time, bro, at CSU Northridge when I went to Northridge, bro. Wait, what year is that, Alan? 2015 when I when I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. You know? <laughs> but like it was just it was just a lot of shit that happened personally. I, I got in a car big car accident. Um, you know, I was recovering from that in the middle of school year. I was just not in it. I was not recovering well. So I was just like, fuck school, fuck everything. But anyways, that's when I came back to Hancock for a few years, um, for two years. And I worked here. That's when I really saw like the need for me to be a teacher because I saw the way these counselors, these teachers treated our kids, talk about our kids. And I was just like, bro, they don't care. They need somebody. I have a question. Remember how we said the whole... Yeah, being a cop for so long, kind of, no matter what, it kind of molds you into uh, into something. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whether you're a good person or not. Yeah. Obviously, you're going into this teaching with, with clearly be like it seems to be the best intentions. You know. Mm -hmm. How are you gonna fight the ten year spot of fucking these kids are crazy? <laughs> like fuck these kids too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how, yeah. like how are you gonna fight the morphing of of yourself? That's what I'm asking, I guess. No, that's a good question. Um, and I guess the way I'm going to do it is just try to be the way I've always been, just super critical of myself, honestly. Like, I, but I think I'm the, my, my, my biggest self-critic. Like, I'm always looking to improve on myself and, like, what I do as a person. There's this quote that I really like that I learned, actually, in San Francisco State by Socrates, and it goes, an unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. That's yeah. knowledge right there, bro. And, and ever since I I heard that, that really stuck to me. That really like hit me, and I was just like, you know what? That's true. And that's always kind of been the way I've been. But like that kind of cemented it in my head. Like, yeah, that is what it is. Like for me, it's not worth living. Just living unexaminedly and not not thinking about what I do or my impact on the world. Like, I have to keep questioning myself. I have to keep questioning, what am I doing? What is the purpose of me being here? Um, so for me, I was just like, nah, I got to do, I got to do um, something more. I always, you always got to question yourself. 
Damn, and man. question other things. Just you, know, you saying that, bro, like, I fucking, like, dang, I really got to fucking, what am I, I'm just a fucking piece of meat out here just fucking nah, work, nah, working but, out and shit. Nah, <laughs> nah, you know but that, that shit a, hit me is, like, I I only do that when I'm I'm hitting the face with something. What, I've been I've been hitting the face with two ACL surgeries. I've been hitting yeah. the face with this whole COVID shit. That is when mm-hmm. I do the most self self analyzing and really mm-hmm. figuring out like why I'm operating the way I'm operating or or how I'm fucking up. But the fact that you said that just like that, like that's just how we should live our life. And it's like, damn, you're right. Like every day we should be literally criticizing ourselves to see how we can get better. Yeah, and at the same time, you know. Um... I've realized that I'm a little too harsh on myself sometimes, you know, by the same token, like I got to enjoy life, you know? And that's the thing, like Patrick was saying, like, you know, I don't say that to make you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not enough. Like we are enough as we are, but we should really try to be better, you know, like nothing wrong with trying to be better. No, I mean, I, I saw that as just like, I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I, I can definitely challenge myself in places I know I can get better at. That's what I felt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, fuck, man, like, I could be doing way much more, like you said, man. It's- yeah, you know, and it's just about finding your your um your place and your purpose, I guess, you know, like, the reality is we're all going to die one day. And, like, for me, it's like, how do I want to live that life? Um, you know, chasing wealth and money is fine. You know, I don't blame nobody for doing that, like, you know, we all got to get our, we got to survive, but, you know, once you secure that bag in a sense, it's like, what else is there? Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to just keep collecting and building wealth with nobody else eating with me or nobody else around me. That, that's, that makes no sense to me. I want, what I enjoy the most in life is like the relationships I create, the people that I meet, you know, like, the fact that we're here right now, like, I appreciate this, like, okay. real shit, because, like, you know, like, in life, like, you don't, you don't get some, a lot of times, a lot of love, but, like, I found a lot of love in my life with, whether it's with friends, you know, here back home, when I moved to San Francisco, you know, my family, my girl, like, I'm very blessed in that sense, and I want everyone to feel that same love, um, and the way we do that is if we take care of each other. And um, that's why I kind of want to be a teacher because I want to show these kids that they matter, that, you know, I want to give them that space to find themselves because a lot of us, we struggle with our identity, what we want to be. Bro, we're never given that space, bro, to just like find ourselves or even to learn about our past or our ancestors or our history. This fucking white history thrown down our throat like it's fucking the Mm -hmm. truth. And just yeah. fucking the pressure of just fucking having to work work right off the bat when you get out of school and shit too. Right. Exactly. No room to breathe. That goes it's back like, to the whole we didn't we didn't have the same opportunities, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you're being trained to be a cog in a machine. And it's just like that's not what life is about. Like that's bullshit. And we've been taught this. We've been given this that like this is all there is to life and this is your place and that's it. Nah, I, I don't accept it. I don't accept that shit and I wanna. I, I believe in change, like I said, and the change starts at a micro level, whether it's ourselves or with the people around us. And so I want to bring that to the classroom, you know, and, and what I can control. And it's not about teaching kids how to think, because that's how. Well, what's how we got? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, how to think? Um, no, what to think? Right? Like they told us what to think. You want to teach them how? Yeah, and that I'm trying to teach them how to think. I want I them to think be. for themselves, get their own, get their own opinions, get their own yeah. 
situations, be critical. Always be critical because this world is going to give you a bunch of bullshit. And you got you to literally decipher what the mm-hmm. fuck is real and what the fuck is not, bro, because it's, it's tough out here. Exactly. And like you said, it's tough. It's hard. We're not taught that. So like as an adult, it's hard to navigate that shit because you're like, well, I was taught this, but I'm learning this like or like my reality is this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like um, what the fuck is going on here? So I want to make that clear to students in the beginning. Just be like, hey, this is what's being taught. This is what's in your textbook. But hey, look at this primary source. Look at look at what was actually said or was actually done. Does that match up? And if not, why not? Look for yourself, why, basically. Why was it? Why? And, and not just like, oh, they didn't mention it. Why wasn't it mentioned? Yeah. It's very purposeful, right? And so I kind of want to get them to think about these things and think about, look, this is the world. And I want them to be reality, right? Like we're given this idea of like the American dream. You can do whatever you want. As long as you put your mind to it and work hard. And you're a little That's white. It. Exactly. I mean, but, they, they never mentioned the last part. Yeah. yeah. Weird. And, and for <laughs> us, it's not true. Yeah. And like, I want to, I, I want to tell them the reality of things. Like, you know what? You are amazing as a child, but this is the way the world is. Um, is this the world you want in the future? Is this the world we want as the future? What do you want? And have kids come up with these, what they want, what they want to see is the future because, bro, kids are way smarter than we give them credit for. I mean, just think about when you were a kid and all the things you thought about and you kind of saw and noticed and you kind of just held back. Or I got immediately shut down. Yep. Yeah, I saw a lot of bullshit that you you don't get credit for noticing as a kid because you're just like, no, 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 just listen to what you're told. Do what you're told. It's like, nah, this seems like a lot of bullshit over here, bro. (laughs) Exactly. Dude, what? Mm-hmm. And just just hearing you talk about that, I, I just more like the small town gu- the quad thing, man. Like mm-hmm. it's dope that fucking we have so many fucking Joe. We got Joel. We got fucking at like there's so many fucking badass people out there and the creative minds, yeah. and like we don't get that fucking credit because we're from fucking quad. I've heard exactly. I've heard the quad the quad stereotype in a positive aspect also. Yeah, no, I've, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like no, how, I, we're just I, like I, the, how I was a handicap, you know, like growing up. No. A hundred percent, but I just, you know, I don't want it to be all negative. I just want uh, people to know that there is a positive. Yeah, definitely. Too, yeah. We're more loyal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're more hardworking, like tight shit. I, I'll exactly. take all those. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. to, to look down on you. Fuck you, bro. And, that, <laughs> and that's what I'm trying to give to these kids. I want them to be proud for you. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't want them to grow up like us and being like, ah, fuck what? I'm going to leave here the minute I get like a lot of bro. people did. Oh, for sure. for sure. How I knew it was a huge difference was when I noticed the kids from Guad who tried to act like they were from Orchid. And when I seen that oh, difference, cool. I was like, oh, this is how the world works. You got to kind of try to fit in to what's going on to, 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 get, to get by. And I'm like, nah, I'm not really going to do that. I'm kind of going to stick with my people from Guad. Okay. And that's the attitude I took, it, I took towards it. I'm not saying it was the right attitude, but that's what I did. I mean... In a sense, I mean, like that's like pre-social media in a way that that's almost like clout chasing, right? In a way, like you're trying to fit yeah. in, like people can fucking like you or. And a lot of people did that, bro. I'm, I'm sure y'all remember. So many people changed up. In I can name full names. I'm not gonna do it. Same. I'm not gonna do it either. Neighbors, neighbors, people down the block that did this shit, and I'm just I like, it, bro. what? 
Like you acting like you didn't grow up playing fucking hey, tag, neighborhood tag with me. You didn't go to a fucking Mary Berry and McKinney. Yeah. Fuck out of here, no, dog. No, no, you no, in no. the lunch line staying next yeah. to me, bro. Now they're exactly. acting like the shit don't stink or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden. <laughs> all of us all of a sudden you're pronouncing your R's and shit. Fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, like no, I said, but um, real, real shit though, Alan, talking to you, bro, you kinda opened my eyes and when you keep saying you want everyone to eat. I always say that, but I say that in the principle of my team. Like I want, I want my people to eat. Mm-hmm. The way I see you saying is, I want everyone to eat. Yeah. And that's like a different perspective I'm kind of getting from talking to you. And I'm right there with you, bro. I see that. Dog. I want everyone to eat. Yeah. My team, we all, I get it. Yeah. We deserve it, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we, like I said, we all grind out here. Mm-hmm. Why can't? Why can't we all eat comfortably? It's bullshit that we can't. I agree. And for me, it's like, I'm not going to stop until we all eat. And I know I probably won't live to see that, obviously, but the way the world's fucked up. But I mean, you're going to contribute. Can, we can see it, bro. You're going to be the one to contribute. We can see it. I, I, I want to contribute no, as sure, much bro. as I can, bro. Like, I, I want to do that. And, and again, like I said, I've only been back, you know, since last summer, but I want to get to know the community more. I want to get ingrained more. I want to know what people want, what people need. Yeah, I get you. Because that's, that's what's important to me. And, you know, I'm teaching is a job on its own. So, like, I'll be doing my thing there, but it's not enough for me. Like, I, I want to do more. And, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, bro. Like, that's just how I was taught. Like, you know? Yeah. Us no, please. I've been saying this. I want to help God too. And I know, bro. You know, too, bro. Like, so whatever the fuck you get started, bro. Whether it's a GoFundMe or whatever, we're donating yeah. to. Like, let's do it, bro. I'm, I'm with it. I'm yeah, definitely boots on the it, ground man. with you too, man. Fucking donate my time too. And and that's man. the thing. Like, we all have so much to offer, bro. Like, people think like because you didn't go to college or because you did this, like you can't. First of all, fuck college. That shit was a scheme. Like, I wasted so much money and debt. Everything I know is not because of my degree or whatever. Trust. I did not learn this shit in school. I looked this shit up on my own or did my own research. What I learned in school and all that shit was the bullshit they gave us. It's the same shit in college. It's just another level of bullshit. This is more like uh, the white people are teaching you what the fuck they want you to know. (laughs) exactly and then it gets wider as you go up so it's just like even worse it's just like i don't even have nobody joking around with in the back of the class like you can't even look at someone and be like can you believe this bullshit they're teaching i'm just in the back by myself this is facts bro columbus came and he discovered all this shit yeah (laughs) bro no the fuck he did it i've been at cal poly i've had professors call uh, i've had a professor call me controversial and provocative bro well, hey, I, I nailed Pat it. You. I That's nailed what it, Pat man. called you before we yeah. showed you, dog. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? Did I really say something that was crazy? I don't think I did, but you know, when you put it up to the dominant narrative, I guess it is crazy. It's controversial based on this fucking bullshit we're fed. I mean, but based off that, it's nothing. Fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, like I was told exactly. by, um, uh, I hope to have him on the fucking um, the podcast soon too. Well, not soon, but eventually, uh, our, our friend Sammy. Sammy uh, described fucking college in a way he's all he's all do like college is basically just you networking. If you can make shit happen on your own, all it is is you're, you're fucking net, networking in fucking uh, in college. I don't know. Maybe you can fucking confirm that, Alan, or I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's really about like it's not even you know people say like oh it's who you know nah bro it's who knows you. 
Like, mm. you know, like That's you true. can, be, yeah, you can be like, oh, remember me from this? No. I'll remember you. I'll remember you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, I beat a hundred people a day. Fuck if I care who you are. Yeah. You know, but like if they if they know who you are already, then you just like, hey, you, I know you know me. You know. And so that's why I've been more outspoken this year at Cal Poly and it's gotten me opportunities, bro. Like it really has. I got a job offer for one of my professors Ooh. to work on some research shit. And I'm just like, fuck, like, all right. Like, and she chose me out of anybody she could have chose. And like, I'm like, all right. Like people respond to just, I'm just trying to be honest, bro. And like, and vulnerable. Like that's the thing like about this too. Like you have to be vulnerable. Like, I don't know any, like, the more I know, the more I realize how much I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like, I know what I know, but I know what I don't know. You know, and like, that's why I seek others and I want to build with others because I know what I don't know, but I know others do know it. And I know others people grind in these other areas that I have no idea about. And like, I respect the shit out of that. That's why I say I respect everybody grinding. Whether you're working in the fields or whether you're working wherever at a fast food restaurant, whatever. Corporate, I don't know. Corporate, yeah, whatever. Like you're grinding and you have your own knowledge that you know that got you there. So like whether or not you're paid for that, um, whether or not you're paid enough to be like, oh, you're valuable, right? Like we don't think of farm workers as or this country doesn't think of farm workers as like valuable because they don't earn much money. But to me, that's value. That's a lot of value there. Right. And so, like, I want to give that power back and be like, no, you are valuable. What we have is already valuable. You know, what we have in the home, what our parents know, too, that's valuable. No, that's yeah, gonna get yeah, yeah. That's going to get lost if we don't carry that shit, whether it's the cooking, whether it's the random teas that they make us to make it's- us feel better. It could be the heritage shit, just the, the history. Heritage, the history, like you said, we're not taught that shit. Like, okay, my dad, my dad broke it down to me where the line in Mexico really was. Mexico was Texas, Arizona, mm-hmm. Nevada, all that's California. That was all Mexico, bro. Mm-hmm. All they did was move the line yep. and then tell me that we're illegal. What? Move the line and call it a tree. Huh? Move it, move it, move the line, and then call it a treaty. Right? Is it really a treaty if you have a gun to your head? (laughs) Then treaty if you have a gun to your head and you're like, "Hey, Mexico, you got to give up this land. You're gonna give up this land, right? Sign this paper." Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're gonna sign it. You got a gun to your head. Yeah. And then history will paint it as like, oh. They gave it up. It was a, it was a peaceful treaty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like Columbus came here innocently, right? And he discovered he discovered a country discovered. where there was people living. Hmm. That's fucking interesting. Weird. They must yeah. have discovered it earlier, huh? huh. Okay. And, <laughs> and 90% of the population just disappeared, huh? Weird. 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 Right, they, they just yeah. died off, huh? Okay, but we take the Monday off. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> not you, Joel. Not you. I know. I I work that Monday. Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a haircut that day. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie. Alan's a Monday kind of guy. He'll come in on a Monday, so he'll he'll hit Columbus Day. I will. <laughs> oh man, uh, I can't even charge for holiday pay. It's not even a real holiday. <laughs> 
So, Alan, you're the man, bro. Like, legitimately, dog, telling us all this stuff that we have no idea about, or as we don't know as much as we probably should know. Oh, man, I mean, look, we all. We all got what we got in high school, bro, and that was a bunch of bullshit. Like yeah. I said, I don't, I don't blame nobody, bro. And like, people say we don't get shit from the school system. I think we do get, we do, we get a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you know, we get, we get sedated into complying with all it and just being like, ah, this is the way the world works. Oh, okay, I just have to fit my way in. Oh well, I accept it. Nah, like fuck that. You know, like that's the way I'm looking at it. We all get programmed into being like, yes, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like history. All right, man. It's the fucking story that y'all telling yeah. us, bro. But let's yeah. be real. Y'all fucking leaving out a lot of important shit. Bro, the more <laughs> I look at important shit. The bro, more I look at tell history. Me wh- tell me why my whole life I thought the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves. Yeah. But no. it fucking didn't. But I was taught that. And there was a quiz where the answer was that. Yep. And that's what I was taught, but it's bullshit, dog. Mm-hmm. You think ra- they teach you that racism ended after the civil rights movement? Fuck out here! I dealt with racism on Friday. What's today? <laughs> Saturday? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude, but that's the way they teach it, right? Like it's some shit of the past. Or like when Obama elect- got elected, it's just like, oh, racism is over. We we oh. voted a black man in the president the presidency. That scarily, bro. That that reignited. Yeah. It reignited the motherfuckers that were low-key be racist. They became very vocal. Bro, terrorist groups, extremist groups rose by over 400% when Obama was in office. 400%. Not 100, 400%. Ridiculous, bro. They saw a black man in office and said, fuck that. We will never accept that. They basically seen their country slipping through their hands. That's what they seen in their perspective, which is why we ended up with Trump. Yeah, and the joke about it is, is that Obama wasn't even really that like, like radical or nothing. Like he was almost almost the same as like these Republicans, but he just gives it to you in a nicer way. Did, do you guys better. remember when um fucking they, they were even trying to fucking dig deep into his history? They're like, oh, this guy's a low key terrorist because he's from fucking Kenya or some shit, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they said he's yeah. from Kenya. They said uh, his name because part of his name is Hussein. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they believe. You better believe they use that Hussein all the conscience they got. Because yeah. who are they trying to tie up to? You know what's crazy, though, is that he still won. Like, all that negative shit they threw at him, homie still won for two elections. So that says that, I'm, I mean, I already said I never voted in, in my vote. I already think my vote don't matter. But it does say that when, when we decide to, to pull some shit out, it is, it is possible to get the dude that, you know, yeah, but I mean, you're right. It doesn't really matter. Like I heard you say that on podcast, podcast, and I was gonna, I was gonna DM you, like, bro, you're right. It doesn't matter. Well, thanks for thanks for confirming, bro, because I wasn't really sure, no. and I actually had a but my buddy Izzy, well, the last our last guest, he hit me up and he was like, yeah, I've never voted either. That's just a scary thing to say. Bro, don't don't like, feel bad. But bro, my I don't I exactly I don't feel bad because in my in my heart of hearts, it doesn't matter, and no one's been able to explain to me how it does. So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm right where I'm at. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, don't feel bad because what you're voting for is the electoral college and the right. electorates. Right. And so you're voting for a party. That's it. That's it. And the party that wins, they literally put the vote, electoral votes. They put in the vote to the candidate, you know, the party candidate that they win. 
But you're technically never even voting for a president. You're, you're voting, voting for, for a party. Electoral college. You're voting for the hopes that your party wins in that yeah. state. And, and, so and the joke back. of it is that like if 51% of your state won and 49% was the opposite, it's a winner take all. So it's 100% the winner. Right. So you're talking about if if California went 51% Democrat and 49% Republican, it doesn't matter. California is Democrat. Yeah, that's why it's just so. That's why it's funny to see all these Trumpers out here. It's just like, bro, you know your vote really doesn't like, matter out like here, genuinely, right? A Californian yeah. Republican, like a Republican supporter, bro. Yeah. You're literally you're, you might not even vote like me, player, because your shit don't mean nothing in California, yeah. dog. So but I at you're the same you're time, saying that we should fucking go fucking radical this fucking voting election and fucking go independent, DJ fucking the Rock Johnson, the the electric the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, sports entertainment, the most yeah. electrifying man in politics today. <laughs> I, I don't smell. Doesn't matter what party you're in. <laughs> so how would that? <laughs> I was doing the people's eyebrow on this. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, honestly, like you might as well throw your votes to the rock. Why not? Like, oh, oh you think uh, uh, um, Joe Biden is gonna do better? The fuck yeah! Hey, hey Pat, yeah. remind me who'd you vote for the last election? <laughs> I put Mickey Mouse on that bitch <laughs> because, like, even Alan said, I'm like, dude, this is a joke. I'm picking Donald Trump, the fucking dude that's a the head of the the, the NBC show The Apprentice, and He's then fucking. Hillary yeah. Clinton, where I'm like, okay, this is not fucking good. I'm you like, got, fuck you this. got Donald Trump, who called Mexicans rapists and criminals. That's Come us out. and my, that's us and my, all my people and all my family. He called us criminals and rapists. Or you got Hillary Clinton, who's shown us she's trash and called black people super predators. And and she passes out every chance she gets. Like she can barely yeah, stand up chance. on her own. So what, what are we talking about, dog? Yeah. And that's when I say two sides of the same coin, bro. People try to make it seem like, oh, nah, Hillary's worse than Trump. Or like, nah, Hillary's better than Trump. Nah, bro. They're really and not bullshit. that different. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. You, you, and I'm sure y'all seen the pictures of Trump and Hillary Clinton together at a party, at parties, right? Having fun. Back, yeah. back before the elections. Bullshit. That shows you all you need to know. You're right. They're all friends. They're all part of that that elite group of politicians. It takes millions of dollars to run for Congress, to run for Senate. The idea of like, oh, this is the people's man. Fuck out of here. The only people's champ is the rock. <laughs> yeah. Fuck so, yeah. So get the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> like, I want to see him give a rock bottom to somebody. And I, he's got my vote. That's we it. have mentioned wrestling way too much in this podcast. I have to say it one more time. Or actually, I have to have I have to have Alan say it. Can you just say "fuck you, Alex, bro"? It'll make him well, feel better. I promise. I don't. I don't know who Alex is. Bro, but I promise bad, you. Bro. I promise you, Alan. I promise you, Alan. He'll be okay with it. <laughs> you right. just say it one all time right. because we talked about wrestling too much. All right. All right. Fuck Alex. Then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. That's all I needed, bro. That's all I needed out of the say, bro. I'm out. I'm done. I'm good. Uh, we fucking, I think we worked this podcast, bro. Yeah, we did, man. I mean, fuck. Uh, There's so much shit we could have fucking talked about, Alan, but I mean. And we still went longer than normal. Yeah, oh, we yeah, did, bro. Shit, I didn't even know it was. Damn, all right. You're yeah. good, bro. You're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were talking about way more shit, but I mean, we were approaching that. Yeah, the I didn't even, I, didn't, I better remember we were on a podcast. I thought we were chilling. Dude, <laughs> that's what I'm saying? <laughs> 
That's the whole point, bro. We're just talking shit. Record it. <laughs> oh man, uh, we're about to Look. fucking wrap this shit up. We're, we're almost at uh, we're at two two uh, two hours and twenty five minutes. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Holy so. shit. yeah. Hey, whoever complains about your podcast being too long is like you. You know who it was? You know who it was? Do you listen to it like it's a fucking movie? Like, do you know who it was? Who was Alex? Which is why I say, fuck you, Alex, every episode. (laughs) Why are you treating this like a movie, bro? Like, like, don't you just do it in segments like the rest of us? I've already recommended this a few episodes ago. You listen to it in segments, bro. Yeah. You know what's funny? I saw Alex, dog, a a few days ago. And he was like, bro, I just listened to you for four hours. I do not want to hear you talk. <laughs> and, honestly, and honestly, that was the most awkward compliment I've ever been given. Because that means you're listening to the podcast, which I appreciate. But now I got to shut the fuck up. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, bro. All right. Alan, yeah. we, we usually like to fucking uh, end shit on fucking like a positive note. I mean, is there, is there like a message that you fucking want to send uh, to the fucking listeners? and? On a positive tip, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe something I mean, you learned with this whole like COVID shit and everything. Like maybe something that you learned. Yeah, I mean, I would say number one, find your purpose. You know, like if your purpose is to find wealth, that's cool. But like, realize that that's that you can't take that shit with you, and that shit was not gonna stay after you. Like, you know, find a purpose. You know, like in life, because the reality is there's not enough wealth to go around anyways. The way these greedy motherfuckers treat us. <laughs> so like you might as well fight for something that's bigger than us you know? and that's that's my note oh and my top five real quick Dude, we give we giving that out i made a list that, bro we're not doing we already went too all long right. all right all right 30 minutes all right okay all right, can, right. can we just end it really quick though like top five, I, I got a top five in my head too so i mean but we're gonna fine are Go you ahead. sure what? Bro, but if anyone gets mad that it went too long, it's your fault, Pat. It's all good. Uh, it, it, Alan, it is Alan. two hours and a half. Are you sure, bro? This is pretty long. No, no. I got, I got five right now. I got, bro, fuck you. I got it written down. What's up That's, with it? Hey, I got my shit written down, <laughs> go, too, Alan, Go ahead. I'm going to have my all shit written right. down. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Top five. My point guard. I got Curry. Steph Curry. Ooh. Changed the game with the three. Shooting guard. I got T-Mac. Ooh, That's a, my top five. T-Mac was a beast. Small forward. I got LeBron, obviously. Um, power forward, I got Timmy Duncan. Okay. Ooh, that's a good and one. Center, bro, Shaq. Oh, <laughs> bro, come on. Honestly, let's yeah. be real. Everyone's center is Shaq. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. Shaq. Everyone's yeah. center is Shaq. <laughs> yep, exactly. Go ahead, Joel. Well, my point guard was LeBron, because that's what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> hey. Shooting guard, I got Clay Thompson. Fuck y'all. Clean. Small forward, I had uh-huh. T-Mac. And then I got KG and Shaq. You're not beating my top five, bro. <laughs> hey, okay, okay. I got that. I got that. Clay Thompson. Oh, hey, why a Clay Thompson shirt? I see. <laughs> That's what's up. He from, he he's technically part of the Bay Area native, you know, because he was. Wait, out there. About Pat. Can we just quickly explain why we're doing this? It's because we were challenged by one of our listeners, which is fuck you, Alex, uh, <laughs> to, to to name a, a top five starting lineup without our without our star player in our franchise. So I couldn't use Kobe. Um, Alan couldn't use um, Dwayne Wade because he's a Miami fan. You can't use dirt. Go ahead and and, tell no, me. and no Michael Jordan 
and no Michael Jordan is because it's not fair. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. You know what? This is my top five. So uh, you're already yeah, yeah. out. You're I, 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 I didn't even get to write it because I, you know, you know, being that I'm one of the out. positives of fucking excuses, bro. <laughs> I'm manning the station. I don't even have time to fucking like. You guys have it a fucking drawn out. Like, okay, oh no, no, this is a good one. No, number five. No, I can do any of that shit. Had Twenty minutes of us talking to fucking come up with a plan. <laughs> I scratch down notes. There's a lot of scratched out shit, okay? Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. I'm having fucking Steve Nash at the point guard. Would. You would. Steve Nash, and I'm going to have fucking uh, Steph Curry at the fucking shooting guard. You're too small. I'm going to beat you. Uh, I'm going to put fucking... Steve Nash going to exploit that. I'm going to do... You guys are fucking... Let me fucking... Can can I get my fucking top five, goddammit? You think Steve Nash can guard LeBron James? I'm going to have fucking LeBron James at the fucking uh, small forward. Okay. I'm gonna have fucking Kate, uh, Kevin Durant at the power forward. Oh, well, KG's oh, my life. Okay, go ahead. And then I have Shaq at the fucking. Jimmy too. I have Shaq at the fucking uh, at the at the center. And we come to an agreement that Shaq is the the fucking factor. Like if you have Bro, Shaq yeah. on your team, it literally doesn't matter who the other four are. If yeah. you have Shaq in his prime, you're winning the title. Yeah. Shaq's like a fucking. He's gonna probably get like hands down like the. Dude, no one's ever going to be like him. There's not going to be a center like him. Bro, nobody. Dude, and we're probably never going to see anything like it for the rest of our lives. And maybe never, ever. Yeah. Agreed, bro. For the record, bruh, did you hear? Alan, give it to him. What? Bruh, did you hear? Bruh, did you hear? Woo! And there you have it, guys. Uh... What an interesting conversation. What a fun one it was. Uh, just all that inspiration just coming up from a small city. You just hear that fire and, like underneath all of our uh, voices and what it was like to grow up in a small city or being a type of color and then going to a city where you kind of feel you're, you're or not kind of feel, but you are at a handicap. But thank you guys for listening today. And don't forget, we have an email where you guys shoot us some challenges and maybe some topics to even talk about. And we also got an Instagram, so go ahead and check that out. Give us a follow. Like some of our content on there. But there's only one thing left to say, guys. Bruh, did you hear? <laughs>